Hello gamers, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Cartridge Club. If you're new to the club, I'll quickly explain what we are. The Cartridge Club is a community of content creators and gamers of all generations. I'm Sean, or Player One, and along with my brother, Player Two, we host a monthly book club for gamers. We pick a game and invite everyone in the club to play along, and then select three people to come on this show and discuss the game everyone played. This show will contain heavy spoilers. You have been warned. Without further ado, let's meet our panel this month. First up, um, longtime club member uh, and contributor at CatrishClub.org uh, from the YouTube channel uh, Second Breakfast, we have Mr. Musty Hobbit. Hello. Thank you for having me on. I was... Uh, I knew as soon as we had selected this month's game that you would have to be on here just based on our conversations about this franchise. Uh, so I'm glad to have you here for it. But for anybody who's listening whose first show it is and maybe haven't heard you on before, why don't you tell them um, who you are, what you do, and where they can find you? Sure. Uh, so I go by Musty Hobbit. Uh, my YouTube channel, I guess my persona, has been collection-focused, uh, although... Uh, the channel's taken a lot of shifts lately, um, and I've gone with Second Breakfast, which is sort of a weekly vlog that uh, I absolutely adore putting together every week. It's it, And it's getting more and more fun uh, with some of the stuff I've been doing lately. So, um, But yeah, I, I find me on Twitter at Musty Hobbit, and obviously my stuff is available on the website, um, but we talk about all kinds of stuff. Mm. Excellent. Thanks, Musty, for being here. Really excited to hear your thoughts on the game this month. Also joining us, uh, another member whose content you can find on the club. Um, probably one of the most well-put-together podcasts we have in the community uh, and a massive fan of this franchise. From Media Mavens, we have Riley. Thanks for being here. Hi. Thank you for having me. Uh, so this is the first time you've actually been on the show, Riley. So... Anybody who's listening, this would be their first exposure to you. So why don't you let them know who you are, what you do, exactly what K-pop is, and where the hell oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> How long do we have again? <laughs> Never long enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, hi. So I, uh, I don't have to do this on my podcast, so this is weird for me. Um, <laughs> uh, my name is Riley on the internet. Um, I usually go by uh, Kaleri. Uh, that's been my Twitter handle and uh, kind of internet name for a while. Um, as was mentioned, I co-host the Media Mavens podcast with Pam, who is also a Cartridge Club member, and she's, like, way more active than I am. <laughs> um and yeah, I am a huge, 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 huge fan of Mass Effect. It's uh, one of my favorite franchises ever. Mass Effect 2 is probably my favorite video game ever. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited uh, to talk about it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we, uh, we're pumped to have you on here. Um, we, you and I actually had a chance to talk about this on Media Mavens. Um, yeah, so a while really ago now. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time ago. So I'm really looking forward to, <laughs> to diving into it this time. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun because I think we share a lot of the same thoughts on the series. Nice. And last but certainly not least, uh, we have a person who's been a, a member of the club since almost the very beginning. Um, a quiet member of the club, someone who uh, listens to the shows, 
watches the videos, um, and uh, until recently used to interact very lightly on Twitter. Uh, he once took the time to give P2 a 45-minute <laughs> demo on Elite Dangerous simply Dude. because P2 was so let down by No Man's Sky, and then Mark never, ever watched the video despite <laughs> the hard work and effort that went into it. Uh, a friend from work, uh, a very good friend from work, my own personal Garrus Vicarian, uh, we have Jay. Thanks for being here, Jay. My pleasure. I uh, I look forward to talking about this game. Uh, Bioware in general has been a favorite fr- uh, developer of mine, and certainly space gets me right randy in the right parts. So, <laughs> nice. so uh, it was like a match made in heaven. So now, Mark, uh, on the show, Mark uh, has called you subhuman trash. I, um, I remember that. Yeah. He, uh, was, it, was it subhuman trash? Is that what it was, Mark? Is that what you called it? Yes, them? it was. Because yes. of it's Fire Emblem playing but... Fire Emblem on story mode. Casual. That's right. Yeah. It was uh, subhuman garbage, uh, not trash, but <laughs> right. Uh, right. close enough, I guess. Um, he snubbed your uh, attempt to provide him with a game that would scratch all of the itches that No Man's Sky left him with. Uh, so now that you actually have him. Uh, face-to-face or mic-to-mic as would be. Uh, do you have anything you want to say to him? No, because I'll be judged horribly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's already done. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I'm going to turn things over to Mark, and he's going to let everybody know uh, what game we've been playing this month. Well, let's get into it then. This month, uh, if you haven't already figured it out, was Mass Effect 2. Uh, arguably... The best in the series. This is what's most commonly known. I'm curious to hear if that's what you guys agree with or not. Um, yeah, it was my first foray into the Mass Effect universe. Uh, it's made by Bioware. Came out on uh, Xbox 360, PS3, and Windows. Um, yeah, all January of 2010, I believe. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, it wasn't on PlayStation 3 originally? Wow, it came out the year after on PlayStation 3? I didn't know that. That's amazing. Anyway. <laughs> wow, so, okay, cool. So it was exclusive to, to Xbox and, and Windows for a year before it came out to P- PS3. I think that's a, that's great. Uh, it's an action role-playing third-person shooter where your decisions affect what happens in the game. Is essentially the best way to... Uh, and it's sci-fi. I guess that's the best way to sum up the game. Um, yeah, with that said, this was my first time playing. Um, I was excited to finally get a go at it, and uh, and was blown away by uh, by what I had put off for so long. Um, but this is not the first time for I believe any of you, so I'm just curious if anybody here possibly remembers the first time playing, and if not, your just first experiences or first impressions this time playing it. Um, I'll start with you, Jay. Do you remember your first time playing this? Uh. I'm pretty sure I had it pre-ordered because I got a, there was like a whole shadow or what was the, yeah, a shadow broker, not the DLC, but no, sorry, the Cerberus network. And you got a little card and I actually carried it around in my wallet for about (laughs) three years. Uh, (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. uh, I mean, I've been a fan, like I said, of Bioware. So especially when they did KOTOR, and then I found out that they weren't doing a single-player Star Wars anymore. They were going back to, they were going towards multiplayer. So they decided to, I think Mass Effect was their space opera. And I just jumped head over heels over it, so. That's awesome. That's great. Um, wow, to have that card for that long. What did the card do? 
Did it, did it have a purpose? Uh, get him beat up a lot. Yes, <laughs> I got stuffed in lockers. <laughs> right on, right on. Oh, I love it. I'm jealous. I am jealous of the people who got to play this when it originally came out. Um, uh, what? Just a quick question again. What is? What are your thoughts on your uh, customizable shepherd? Did you ever customize your shepherd, or did you just always run with the uh, stock shepherd? Uh, I actually hooked up my old 360 to find my old save files. Uh, so my first shepherd, I looked at him and I'm pretty sure he was stock and I went with a, uh, are we going with what we went through or what we chose? Uh, just no. for your, just for the, the, uh, the startup, which is, yeah, like, I think he was general. Separate, right? he yeah, was, okay. No, I gave him a crew cut. That's right. He was nice. like, a, I changed his hair a little bit, tried to make him a little bit look like me. And the second playthrough was a, a female shepherd. So. I just okay. think I left her as is. Okay, so you've tried both. That's cool. All right. Um, how about uh, Riley? Do you remember your first time playing Mass Effect 2? Um, I I was trying to remember if my first playthrough was on the Xbox or on PC. Um, and I actually can't remember uh, which one <laughs> it was. Um, I had an Xbox 360 uh while i was still in university and i had i remember i like had a pink controller so i remember playing it with that system but i don't know if that was the first time that i played it um but i remember my brother telling me because i was watching over his shoulder um i remember him telling me oh yeah you can play as a woman it's the same character you can and you can play as a woman and i was like really um so then i kind of borrowed uh the system and borrowed the game uh and kind of monopolized it for a little bit until we had a computer that was able to play it and then i have uh, only played it on pc since then nice that's awesome um so you had the pink controller yeah. but you then you then had to borrow the system yeah <laughs> yeah the it. The console wasn't mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the pink controller, definitely yours, right? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, now, did you customize your Shepherd your first time playing? Yeah, I did. Um, nice. I think I gave her, like, the high ponytail because uh, I was like, well, she's like a space soldier, so this is practical. It doesn't make sense to have, like, loose hair flying around. Right, right. That does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I did uh, – I, I actually played as the, uh, the female Shepherd. I did uh, the high – or I guess the bun, whatever the tightly wrapped bun look would be called. Yeah. What yeah. that's called. <laughs> yeah. All right. Right on. Um, okay, cool. How about uh, Musty? Do you remember your first time playing this? Not vividly, but yes. Uh, I, I actually remember a lot of the lead up to this game. Um, a lot of the marketing was very, uh, like there were, there were a lot of shorts with a lot of the new characters. So I, I think there was a Miranda commercial, uh, a grunt commercial garris had a commercial um and they were all talking about how they felt about shepherd um cool yeah um i should dig those up those are so those are those are some pretty good ads um but yeah. i i'm fairly certain that my gamestop had a midnight release for this uh and it was a get right home load it up get started and i played through first as uh, as male shepherd but i remember i had tinkered with him in mass effect one and i carried forward my save uh, oh, so 
so um, one of the advantages to having played it on the 360 was being able to do that. Um, so I carried forward my save, carried forward. I I think they took some of your visual look, but you still got to tinker with it a little bit. I'm, I, I may be wrong there. I'm but, pretty uh, sure. Sorry. Because you're... No, no, go ahead. I just remember losing the eyebrow scar and being really upset. Oh. Yeah. I think because they remade you. They stitched right, it up. Yeah. You could do whatever uh, you wanted. Yeah. They, yeah, I think I think that was some of the intention because they don't show your appearance until, uh, and we'll get into that with the story. But they don't show your appearance through the prologue uh, at all. You all you see is is the eyes, and um, and so yeah, I I I'm pretty sure that I just muscled through this game because I was crazy about the series at that point. Still am, <laughs> and nice. uh, yeah, I think I've gone through it a couple of times. I may have played. When you get to the end, you can actually load your file a second time and carry your level forward, which then makes running through it again uh, yeah. significantly easier just because you're super powered. Um, but I think I yeah, I played I played through it as, as both male and uh, female Shepherd. I think I've gone both Renegade and Paragon as well. Um, mm. But yeah. Nice. Love, so you've you know. done it. You've, you've run the gamut. <laughs> I have uh, not on this playthrough necessarily. I, I right. was kind of limited for time um, because of all the other games that I've been trying to complete this month. But um, and you have yes. But <laughs> um, yes, you made a good point uh, that, that that we should mention. Uh, Mass Effect Two is part of a trilogy, um, and if you are has started on the Xbox and continued with the Xbox family, you could carry your character through all three games. Correct. Yes, that's pretty. Provided cool. he provided you survive the end battle. Oh boy, yeah, that's going to be something big that we're going to talk about soon too. Um, and the PlayStation Three, the first one to get was this one. So if you uh, were playing this on PlayStation Three, you were starting fresh. Okay, uh, P One, do you remember your first time playing Mass Effect so Two? I bought the my PS Three uh, later. I didn't get it till that slim version of the PS Three came out after the fat body ones. Uh, one of the first games that I bought was the Dragon Age Origins Ultimate Edition, uh, which came with Origins and Awakenings. And this was uh, another Bioware RPG with the the morality decisions and the different talking and the the ability to uh, to interact with your your party members and build a team. So I was sort of bummed out that you couldn't get Mass Effect on the PS3. So I remember that the announcement that it was coming to PS3 Mass Effect Two and being super pumped. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I grabbed that uh, very close to, to day one. I'd have to check to verify. But I got it really early. Um, mm. And I remember when you got it, yeah. Yeah. And the thing about that, so initially I got it, I was like, oh, I don't really know anything about this world, though. I'm sort of worried. But luckily, uh, in their infinite wisdom, Sony, I'm oh, sorry, or Bioware, included a uh, a digital comic that came with the PlayStation 3 version that allowed you to uh, hear the story of Mass Effect 1 in a condensed form and still make the major decisions that would carry over in your game uh, into into Mass Effect 2. So I, I don't feel like I missed any of the story beats coming from Mass Effect 1. Uh, a possibility that I didn't get as attached to some characters as I could have had I played, you know, 40 hours with them. But uh, it was really helpful, and I fell in love with it right away, and I devoured it. My, my first playthrough was as Male Shepard, uh, and I didn't customize him because... 
Bioware has some of the worst uh, character designing uh, tools in gaming history. Um, I absolutely hate their hair selections and their facial hair. Their facial hair drives me nuts because I like I like to have facial hair on my characters. And you have choice of scraggly long beard or ridiculously blotchy stubble. These are your choices. Um, Bioware, if you're listening, and you might be, please please do something about your character. Either don't give me the choice to, to, to look at these horrible options or make them better. Even modern-day Bioware. I bought in Mass Effect Andromeda. And even Mass Effect Andromeda, like, your Scott Ryder starts with thick, patchy stubble. I don't understand it. <laughs> Nobody's beard looks that way. Anyway. Um, you, can get, you can get the pencil-thin beard. Go no, nope, really nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I played through it, and um, I loved it. I loved every second of it. And on that first playthrough, I actually managed to get the No One Left Behind uh, a, a trophy in PlayStation for the suicide run. And that up until this playthrough, that was the only time I'd ever gotten that. And I played it through again uh, twice more since then before this playthrough as as Femshep. Um, and I just can't do Renegade. I always go Paragon. I can do like the quick time Renegade options. Mm-hmm. But when they, when they as soon as those dialogue options come up and I have to be mean to Tally, Zora, Vast Normandy, I can't. And then I'm like talking to other people and I'm like, what would Tally want me to say? And I'm just I'm nice to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, loved it. Still love it. It's probably one of my favorite games ever. Okay. I have a question oh. for the PSC three players. Uh, Dragon Age. There was a set of Dragon Age armor that you could get. Mm. The blood were you Dragon able armor. to get that? Yeah. yeah were it, you able to get that on PS three? Yeah. It comes with it um, yeah, on the PS three. It's, it's a, a you have it right from from minute one. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I think it you looks have to have like really cool or something. It does looks phenomenal. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I know with the uh, trilogy, which is what I played on, it was just automatically on there. Um, that I didn't have to do anything. I just put the CD in, and that was one of the options for my outfits. Uh, it did look cool. I did not wear it though. The only thing I didn't like about those set armors was that you couldn't take the helmet off. That's why I didn't wear it. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Okay. Um, yeah, well, with that said, that is our, our, uh, first impressions of the game. This is sort of our, uh, overall thoughts. As you can probably tell, there's going to be a lot of love going on in this podcast. <laughs> Not too many opposing views. Um, so, uh, be aware of that. With that said, let's get into the story of the game. Now you have a nice little sum up here, P1. You want to go ahead and, uh, read that out for us? Sure. Uh, One month after the effects of Mass Effect, the SSV Normandy is patrolling for Geth resistance when it is suddenly attacked by an unknown vessel, forcing the crew to abandon ship. After pushing Joker into the final escape pod, Shepard is blasted into space and dies via asphyxiation after a suit breach. His or her body is pulled into the orbit of a nearby planet and recovered by Cerberus, who began the Lazarus Project with the sole purpose of bringing Shepard back to life. After two years and billions and billions of credits. Shepard is revived on an operating table and escapes a research station under attack by its own security mechs alongside Cerberus operatives Jacob I'm So Boring Taylor and Miranda Hotness Lawson. Wow, I can't believe that. That is actually their names. That blows my mind. I'm I'm reading it right here. Um, (laughs) Crazy. Uh, You mentioned the Geth. Now, uh, I played, I should mention, I started Mass Effect 1 start of this month um, because I really wanted to get through it. I ended up uh, losing some progress due to not saving uh, at a timely 
matter, although being warned um, and gave up on it. But it seemed that the Geth were going to be sort of the main antagonists, I guess, for the first one. Um, who could sum up what the Geth are? Musty, could you sum up what the Geth are sure. for me? Yeah. Uh, so the Geth are a race of synthetic beings. Um, they seem very, I mean, they seem very robotic, but they have kind of a, they have some sort of organicness to them. Uh, they were created by the Quarians, um, of which Tali is one of your um, squad mates in this. I'm sorry, um, I'm going to need you to use her a, full name. Tali Zora Vas Normandy. <laughs> uh, you will show so her they, the respect she is due. <laughs> i tried i tried my friend um you did well yes um so the geth uh align with saren so saren is the the primary villain of the first uh game to you know and they are uh until the end yes they do seem to be the primary antagonists uh and so they are sort of running rampant trying to take out uh installations and harvest uh well the harvesting really comes in this game from a different <laughs> race um <laughs> which actually led the attack um on the ship that uh led to shepherd's death um but yeah so that is uh I guess that's the gap in a, in a yeah, nutshell. That there. sums them up. Okay. So they're pretty much hunting them down. They're just sort of out patrolling, looking for more geth uh, to take them out when suddenly they're attacked by this unknown vessel. And that is how the game starts up. So you realize very quickly that it's not going to be the geth that you're going after in this game. There's a new, bigger, badder problem going on. And, uh, and it's up to you to deal with it. Um, yeah, what did you think about the story, Jay? Did you uh, did you find it and captivating? Did you like it? Absolutely. Um, I mean, the reason I play video games is to engross myself in a story and kind of it's like playable movies for me. So the more a game is like a movie, the and that's why I think why, probably why I'm more of a fan of RPGs than anything else. Um, so uh, yeah, I was um, enthralled from the get go, uh, especially since you could carry over your character into the first from the first one and it's almost like a continuation of said story yeah that's pretty sweet um you find out uh, fairly early on that it is the this race called the collectors i believe is uh is what they're called um what did you think about the collectors they sort of become the new uh badness that you're up against what did you think of them in comparison to the geth maybe from the first one um i th i think in my opinion they're kind of like the geth they're very similar because they like yeah. the whole hive mind thing. Uh, the harbinger was a nice touch. Uh, that was, um, I liked how he could kind of warp himself and you could see the, the guy he affected kind of shift and change into his body. And then, yeah. um, it was kind of sort of intimidating that way. Cause there's, there's always like a, a boss guy at that, at whatever, if he was around. Yeah. I agree. And and it's funny that you said that because I thought the same thing. These sort of seem like organic geth. And yeah. uh, without probably even intending it, that is sort of how they came off for sure, for sure. Um, now, you're being rebuilt by Cerberus, who are known for having a uh, not so great reputation, we'll say. Um, they're, a little, they're a little shady. Yeah, they're shady. <laughs> um, Riley, what, what did you think about uh, Cerberus? Did you trust them? These are the people that you're now working for because they revived you. What did you think about that? Uh, 
actually, before I even ask that, did you play through the original Mass Effect before you dived into Mass Effect 2? No. Okay, so <laughs> you, you're sort of going into the same experience that I that I had. I didn't really remember Cerberus from the uh, the short time I played with the first one. Um, so what did you think of Cerberus? This is your new uh, allies, I guess I'll say. What did you think of them as you're, as you're playing through the game? Um, I... I was pretty, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, I was pretty <laughs> suspicious of them. Um, I, so first of all, I, I was shocked that, uh, Shepard, uh, gets, like, spaced and dies in the first, like, two minutes, so I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. what that felt like for people who imported their Shepherds. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, yeah, that was frustrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um... And I, I kind of just remember like sitting there being kind of shocked and then um, finding out that they spent all this money to rebuild you. Uh, I was like, okay, well, there must be like some huge thing. It's kind of like um, uh, like the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I was like, okay, well, maybe if I can at least do something, um, with these guys, even though I, I, I don't know, I was like really uncomfortable working with them, um, yeah. even even as someone that had just seen them in this first or first game that I played through. So yeah, yeah. I, um, I, was, I didn't like the elusive man either. I thought he was like super slimy. <laughs> yeah, like, I was a douche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was in the same boat as you. I I sort of seen them as a means to an end. I guess I had no mm -hmm. choice but to work with them, but. God, you you sort of wish you didn't have to. They're kind of the lesser of, of two evils, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh. Martin Sheen could tell me to, to do anything, and I would <laughs> absolutely do it. Okay. <laughs> That's another question. I didn't realize. Like, I was like, this guy looks just like Martin Sheen. So it really is Martin Sheen? It is Martin Sheen. Yeah. Yes, they it is. They got Martin Sheen? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, Chris, stop thinking that. I was like, I was, I was going to ask that. I wonder if anybody else thought it was like that. Wow. Okay. Good he kind of reminded me of the cancer man from uh, X-Files. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is very similar. Yeah. And the smoking especially. Yeah, you're right. Good call. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you're working for the elusive man. He's like, hey, these collector guys, they're taking all these people. We're going to help you stop them. Um, they're, they're, they're trying to bring back Reaper. Reapers comes up a lot. P1, why don't you explain what Reapers are? Because that's kind of a big deal, too. Reapers are a sentient uh, life form of robot not even robots they're they're mechanical like they're ships they're spaceships they're yeah they're big and they show up every was it 50,000 years 100,000 years 50,000 right, 50. to uh yeah. eliminate all biological life in the galaxy because we're a we're a horrible virus that needs to be extinguished um <laughs> and that's what they are like they 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 come from the outside the what is it the the dark sector past the Omega Four relay and the traverse dark space. The traverse. Is that what it is? No, the Reapers are just outside dark space. Dark space. Okay. Um, yeah. And then they show up. They wipe everything out, and then they go back. And uh, there's no record of them, really. Nobody believes they exist. They're not even really sure if they're a real thing. Uh, the mm. council tends to say, "Hey, that doesn't exist." So, does uh, does a Reaper show up in number one? Yes, Sovereign end, yeah. is a Reaper. Oh yeah, Sovereign. The ship. So Sh in the first ship. game, what what appears to be Saren's ship is actually a Reaper. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, mind blowing. Okay, so um, P one still the collectors. What is uh? Explain what they've been doing and explain why we're going after them. So 
previously the collectors were believed to be this sort of um, race of people for hire who, if you needed something, you could get it. Uh, not a lot was known about them. And it, it unfolds that they are actually uh, a race of people that was known as the Protheons who were the last ones to f- to fight against the Reapers, essentially. And, Whoa, the collectors uh, of Protheons? Protheons, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Reapers have repurposed them into the collectors wow. to use them for their own ability, their own purposes. You cool. get to play one in Mass Effect Three. Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they uh, the the Reapers showed up. They fifty thousand years ago, they wiped out all biological life forms, but the Protheans fight fought back. So they said, "All right, well, you know what? These guys actually show some potential." Uh, let's take them and see if we can genetically modify them and, and use them. Oh, Similar. that is so cool. I can't believe I didn't. Oh, I should uh, preface that I did not finish this uh, game of the month. does not happen often, but this was one of them. Um, wow. And I think this is going to be wild, way more interesting for me because now I get to hear it. I love how different. excited you just were. I, uh... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. All right. Um yeah, so your whole point of the game is to go along around and collect squad members. You're looking for the best team possible to go through this Omega-4 relay. It's going to take you to some place that no ship has ever survived going to and coming back from. Nobody's ever been able to come back, and you're going to be the first ones to do it. So in order to do that, you're trying to assemble technology. You're trying to assemble knowledge. You're trying to assemble a team, and that is sort of the biggest chunk of the game from what I could tell is assembling this team, getting them to uh, be the best possible team that you can be. Now, this is going to be a time where we talk about these members. Now, this is a big part of the game. Building up relationships is a huge part of Mass Effect. Um, Who you bring along with you, who you become friends with, uh, and maybe more. (laughs) It's all a big part of the game. So let's talk about these characters. I'm going to probably just toss them to you guys randomly. Um, Kasumi. Who wants to talk about Kasumi? Was she in the original or was she only in the DLC? She was a DLC edition. Okay, cool. Uh, Riley, why don't you tell us about Kasumi? Oh, I actually uh, don't know much about her because I've only done like two playthroughs with her in my squad. That's okay. Um, She's pretty shrouded in mystery anyway. How about you, P1? Do you know more about her? I love her. Okay. (laughs) I guess we'll get you to talk about her. Uh, Kasumi Goto is, uh, she's like a ghost. She's like a mystery wrapped in an enigma. She's the, one of the greatest thieves in the galaxy. She's, she's so good at what she does that her, like people will say her name and it's almost like when you talk about a Yeti or, uh, Bigfoot, like you think that she's real, but you're not sure. And somehow Cerberus manages to, to find her and get her to sign on Shepard's team. Uh, and you meet up with her at the Citadel for the first time where she has hacked an advertisement uh, device. And that's a cool yes. little little instance because you get off your ship on the Citadel and it's like, hey, Shepard, are you looking to meet up with? So anyway, um, so you, you meet with her. Now, each, each member of your squad has a loyalty mission, something that they, um, Cerberus has promised them you will do or something that you can unlock for them to flesh them out as a character. And Kasumi's um, is the one that, more than any other one, you need to play, Mark, um, because you're oh. going to. Uh, it's like a like a James Bond movie. You're going to infiltrate um, cool. a party uh, of a of a weapon smuggler named Donovan Hawk, and you're you're there to get. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a 
a box that records your the memories. Gray box. Gray box. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and it's of her partner. Um, and so you show up and like you're wearing this really nice dress and you look or a nice suit, depending if you're a male or female <laughs> and uh, fem- our male ship doesn't walk around in the dress. Um, so uh, you go there and, and, and she's like radioing to you and talking to you in your ear as you're as you're scoping out the party and you're trying to get like DNA samples and you're trying to find her samples cool. and voice samples. And then you get into his vault where he has all these relics. He has things. He has uh, one of the uh, creatures from um, Dragon Age Origins. He has one of their statues there. Yeah. Um, and he cool. has uh, the Statue of Liberty's head. Um, he, has, so he has all this really cool stuff from different games and Bioware and different things in real life. But you get this gray box. And it was information about the Alliance um, that would have been... It was the Alliance and Cerberus, I think. And it would have been bad for the information to get out. But he had encrypted it with his memories. And the key to unlock it was her memories of them together. So the only way to actually unlock the information was to have both of their gray boxes. And like they, it, it turns out they weren't just partners, that they were actually a couple. And she was in love with them. And this, so he, it ends with, you need to destroy these memories. You need to get rid of this. But it's the only thing she has left of him. And you have to decide, do you force her? Because she has to also erase, like, her memories of him. Or, sorry, she has to erase all of, his, all of his memories, all the stuff that he has to get rid of this information. Or she can keep it and still have that stuff. Um, and you have to make her decide whether or not she's going to erase it or whether or not she's going to keep it. And, and what did you, you can't, do? You you cannot romance her because she is so loyal to him. Uh, she loves him, oh. KG. She loves him right to the end. And wow, uh, I uh, well, I clearly did uh, what anybody would do, and I told her you keep them, and you disappear. And I let her I keep didn't really that. what um, you made her question. delete the memories. I Hold did. on a second, Riley. Hold on. A second. <laughs> oh, we're fighting but, now. But, but but hey, listen. <laughs> if she deletes the memories, couldn't you then ship her? No, no. No, she's why not? Still, she has her memories. She oh, just loses... I thought she would lose all the memories of him. No, oh, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, I take it all back then. Riley! <laughs> <laughs> I... Okay, so the way the way that I was thinking about this, it was the last wish of her partner and lover to delete the memories to make sure that all this information didn't get out. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That seems like a good idea. Okay, so he wanted her to delete them. Yes. Okay. Just so she would be safe. He, he was like, if, as long as you have this, you won't be safe. They will hunt you down for this information. But she's a ghost. They're not going to find her. <laughs> so I'm not going to end her. And she's decided she's coming on this suicide mission. You don't even know if she's going to survive this mission. She might die uh, on the other side of the. I'm Omega. a good commander, actually. Oh, <laughs> oh snap. show me the achievement. <laughs> um, okay. I, no, she loves wow. him, and I just—it was 100 percent all the way. You keep those memories that he has of you, because um, the look on her face when she's when you, when she's when she's watching his memories when she's viewing them. It's just absolute bliss, and I couldn't possibly. I made the decision with my heart, as opposed to uh, a cold, calculating, uncaring decision that uh, Commander oh, Riley Shepard made. Oh. <laughs> In my second playthrough, I made her delete them, and then I made sure she didn't finish the final mission. Oh. But I You're was full mo- renegade too. You're a monster. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's Kasumi Goto. Um, 
she's great. Uh, I didn't know that she on PS3 she comes right with it, so I didn't know that she was extra DLC. Yeah, me neither. She was just one more there reason. For me. Sony's better. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, we're not gonna have All this right. conversation. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that. No. All right, um, Musty. Why don't you talk a bit about this guy Grunt? Yeah. So okay. So and Grunt is, is a Krogan, which is kind of like this frog turtle uh, <laughs> yeah. hybrid. These are very large creatures, and they're extremely uh, their their whole race is very uh, militarized, and they all you know they're they focus on strength and uh, and clans, and um, so what's unique about Grunt uh, is that Grunt is tank born. Uh, he was actually uh, put together by uh, this warlord Okir, uh, voiced by Dave Fenoy, if anyone is familiar with Dave Fenoy. Um, <laughs> and so Grunt uh, gets released from his tank uh, after uh, this warlord, who y you, you actually go to recruit the warlord, and the warlord ends up getting killed. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so then you, you end up getting this tank, and it's like, do I... Do I open this up? I don't know what I don't know what we're dealing with here. And Grunt is actually uh, he is a what would be the equivalent of a, a teenager in Krogan years, uh, <laughs> and he is going through puberty. <laughs> oh, uh, he just has this like overwhelming rage in him, and he uh, he's having a hard time figuring out how to deal with all this. Uh, and Krogan boners. Oh, Kro <laughs> Krogers, I think they're called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, those are grocery stores in the states. Just oh, is it? Whoops! <laughs> Never shopping there again. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, so your loyalty mission with Grunt is is to go back to the Krogan homeworld and try and see if there's uh, someone there who can figure out what's wrong with him. And it's it's at that point that you start to figure out that oh yeah, he's actually just maturing. Uh, and uh, and he is a perfect specimen uh, of of uh, uh, Krogan genetics, and uh, you know, and I I kind of like him because he's just this this uh, unrelenting rage, uh, and and from the first game, uh, Rex was the Krogan from the first game, and, and and Rex was one of the coolest characters I think from the original game. Um, just because of his attitude and the uh, just kind of take no crap from anybody uh, yeah. type of real blunt with a gun. Yes, real <laughs> blunt. Great, great and now we great. get grunt. And, <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Krogans are just they're they they are interesting. They don't like to interact with people that aren't Krogan. Um, and and you actually find a lot of them as as enemies because they're you know mercenaries for hire, and uh, and that sort of thing. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I was actually kind of surprised that uh, you're probably gonna have to clear this up for me that Rex wasn't an available squad member. Does something happen to Rex uh, in the first one? Something can happen to Rex in the first one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you do a a, a good enough job. Uh, convincing him to cool it uh <laughs> then uh things go well okay did you not use the digital comic when you played on the trilogy uh, uh, no i didn't i 
played through what I thought was the digital comic, and it was just the prologue. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I have not. I, but I played the first one. I played the first, like the first eight or so odd hours of the first one. So, so now I get to fill in all the gaps right here. So, so why no Rex? Why can't why can't you so do Rex, Rex? So, so there's two things that can happen with Rex. One, Rex may not be around anymore. Mm. Um, or two, uh, Rex is actually the uh, leader of uh, his clan on Tuchanka, which is the the homeworld of the Krogan. Uh, so you you actually go to Tuchanka and you meet with you don't realize it but you go in and and oh look your buddy is there uh, oh. your buddy who also the, the one of the cool things with this story is that is that all these characters that you met from from the first game all think you're dead um, oh, that's and true. so you right. and so you 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 get this kind of reunion moment with all of those characters which if I guess if you haven't played the first game you don't really see that um, but or it's just not as it maybe not as impactful but um but you, you get some like genuine like uh joy in the fact that hey oh hey i thought you were dead uh yeah yeah and so yeah so you meet with rex who then decides uh to say that if grunt can pass the right uh the uh the trials there, there's like a rite of passage that all krogan have to go through and if he can do that uh, then they'll they'll take him, even though he's tank born, into the um, Erdnot clan, uh, which is Rex's Rex's family, effectively. Cool. Yeah. Oh, very cool. We need somebody to quickly talk about the Krogan race. Quickly? You think this is going to be quick? <laughs> <laughs> They're Klingons. They're hey, very Klingon. That's, that's, that's not really a bad, compare, yeah, not a bad call. Now, I distinctly remember hearing something about their uh, breeding abilities and uh, some sort of uh, genophage going on. So, P1, I know you're chomping at the bit. Why don't you talk about it? <laughs> so, uh, the Rachni, which is the Zerg of BioWare's uh, Mass Effect universe, attacked the galaxy and they were overrunning everything. And uh, we, they, was, they were unsure that anybody would be able to stop them. But uh, the Salarians had found a race of non-spacefaring people uh, who were extremely warlike and whose uh, breeding habits allowed them to uh, overpopulate extremely quickly. Uh, and that was the Krogan. They have like two of every organ. Um, their skin is covered in hard odor, like shells. Um, so they took the Krogans and actually used them to fight against the Rachni. But then when the they, they, so they fought back the Rachni, they, they saved the galaxy. But then the Krogans had the ability to go into space, and they then had the numbers to start their own war against pretty much everyone in the galaxy because they're a warlike race. So uh, it was decided that something needed to be done to control that, and the genophage was uh, en genetically engineered, um, and uh, it was administered to them, and it it actually diminishes their... Now more Mustang, I might get you or, or Riley. It, it's yeah, it sterilizes Sterilized, them effectively. Yeah, it's like forced sterilization. But but it, it's not really though, right? Like because no, it is. But it, still, it is no, it is. It is. So they can't reproduce so, at all. Right, and and so the a lot of people are like, well, this is really bad for the Krogan, but they can still reproduce. Yeah, sorry, they can still reproduce. I, I, yeah, I cut yeah. you off there, Mark. Um, people are like, this is really bad for the Krogan, but in in fact, it actually made them stronger because now only the strongest 
Um, right, right. Children will like only the strongest eggs and 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 fe- biological dangerous, things. dangerous ethical territory <laughs> that we're talking about. Here. Yeah, it is. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I want to get into it more when we talk about Morden, but uh, yeah. So <laughs> we can talk about Morden right now. <laughs> <laughs> we can roll yeah. right into him, I guess. Yeah. So so the genophage essentially stopped it. It it, it genetically modif its eugenics really for it's Krogan's. Eugenics. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Morden Solis was one of the people who worked on perfecting the genophage. Oh. And uh, does he be end up becoming a squad member? Yeah. Riley, why don't you tell us a bit about Morden Solis? Uh, okay. Uh, so Morden is a Solarian. They're like these kind of... They're not really like salamander dudes, but they kind of are. Um, and they... <clears throat> are very smart. They don't live very long. I think their lifespan's like 30 years or something like that. Um, And they're like super technologically advanced. Um, And so he, uh, Morden, is is from that race and he, uh, as P1 mentioned, uh, engineered or helped to engineer the genophage. Uh, And he's super eclectic character uh really really interesting uh like really morally conflicted which makes his character fascinating um and having him and a krogan on the same ship is a trip <laughs> oh that would be cool i never seen those interactions but i bet it's good <laughs> now how did morden get involved with this because it wasn't it that other race that wanted to uh sterilize the krogan that's the Solarians, didn't they? He is a Solarian. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, and he is a Solarian. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay, I got you. Um, Well, now I got to ask, what do you guys think? Do you think this was the right decision? Do you think it's right to sterilize the Krogan? I'll start with you, Riley. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) But it's for the good of the galaxy, isn't it? Oh. Oh, it's... (laughs) I mean... Gosh, I'm glad this is just a video game scenario and not a real scenario. <laughs> That's right. Nobody in the Cartridge Club supports the sterilization no. of any any species or eugenics. No. There's disclaimer run along the bottom there. Yep. Yep. Not too often we get to use that disclaimer. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's like, it's super messed up uh, mm. what they did. Um, yeah. And... It's like his his mission, uh, and then like eventual like story is is really good. So if you like, I would recommend like playing through this one, keeping him alive, and then playing through three as well to oh. get the full uh, impact of it because it's really beautiful. And I'm gonna cry talking about it. Oh, nice! <laughs> That's the beauty of this game. It's powerful. Oh. That's okay. I got choked up talking about uh, Kasumi before you told me you ripped out her heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, P1, what do you what do you think about this whole situation? Uh, it's... Do you think there's a possibility the, the the Krogans could have been the enemy of this episode if it wasn't for the Genophage? The Genif- yeah, so hmm. the Rachni invasion, we would have lost without the Krogans. But by giving the Krogan space travel before they were ready as a species, we unleashed a whole new problem on the galaxy in the form of the Krogans. The genophage 
protects the galaxy and strengthens the Krogans, but because wow. they're so warlike, they they are tearing each other apart. It, so even with the Genophage, if the Krogan people all united, they could still potentially pose a threat. But they would. It, so even with the Genophage, they're still dangerous. So you need you need them to stop the Rachni. You can't have them overrun the galaxy. So you need the Genophage. They're at war with each other, which if they weren't even with the Genophage, they would still be a threat. So you can't even intercede to try and stop the war. Okay. I guess my answer is I don't know, man. That's a, this is a deep moral question. Right. I mean, uh, long story short. I'm glad it's just a video game. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, Musty, what are your thoughts on all this? Musty, you actually are a bioengineer who works in eugenics. I was going to say so that. So what is... <laughs> There, there, there's got to be a, there has to be a better way, um, and and not that. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Warned all of you weeks ago this was coming. <laughs> I, I, oh, I know, I know, and I and I and I still can't make up my mind. I I don't think the genophage is the right way to approach it. I think I think there's if there is a way to to slow or to either slow it without like cutting it out entirely uh, <laughs> but but the genophage the actually is, well, no, makes no, no, them on, stronger it does make them stronger and that's and, and and that's that's both adaptation and the fact that they that that the weakest are you know aren't able to pass on their genes and so on and so forth um, so regardless of whether you have the genophage or not there's going to Life will find a way. Um, I was going to say it. <laughs> and so I, I don't know. What the genophage is effectively doing is just accelerating them finding a, a way around it. Now, playing this Morden's uh, loyalty mission, mm -hmm. you want to talk about ethics? There's some stuff there that's messed up. What uh, happens? What happens? <laughs> so you, you end up... Morden's loyalty mission is that he's found out that his former partner is on the Krogan homeworld, and he 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 has reason to believe that he's been taken uh, and maybe being forced to try to cure the genophage. Um, so he is going to go and get his uh, former colleague out of that situation. Uh, come to find that your former colleague is there willingly. Oh. Uh, that he has been enlisted by the uh, one of the warring clans, not Rex's clan, but one of the other ones, um, to try and give that clan superiority and for that clan alone to have uh, no genophage. Oh, wow. That yeah. is layers of... <laughs> but then you find out that his colleague has been doing, uh, has been testing on live Krogan has been uh there's there's a whole lot of um stuff that and and morden is torn up it's over this awful. yeah like wow. um and so then then there's some decisions about the data the data that his colleague had um there's a there's a lot going on there and i really i i really want to let people okay enjoy right. the end of that um we will leave it then that's and, fine and, you know, and then maybe if if you have better luck than I did, you can see the cu the culmination of Morden's story in Mass Effect Three. Um, <laughs> oh, that's why you were so upset. I because I, I so 
Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll get we'll get there. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, Jay, what do you think about the uh, the genophage? Do you think it was handled right? Do you think they should have done it? Uh, I went for both options. I pl- I made sure like what when I, I wanted to see everything that was available to me. So right. I, I felt kind of icky afterwards, but uh, <laughs> I got I I got over it because I was like, ah, it's just a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well said, well said. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, we better we better move on. Uh, although I, I feel like we could talk about Solus, who has clearly proven to not be soulless. Oh, my lord. I see what you've right, been hanging around with Rob too much. Oh boy, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, hey Rob. All right, um, let's uh, see here. Thane, who wants to talk about the Jay? You want to talk about Thane Krios? Who's he? Yeah, actually, his uh, the mission to get him was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like the oh the the you had to kind of like weave in and out, and there's a lot of cover, a lot of action. It's very actiony. And uh, and he was just he was pretty much all business. So and he's one of my favorite characters in the game. I actually I really liked him. Yeah, he's um, pretty cool. So you're going to find him like the way you're able to find him is he's an assassin, essentially, and he's yeah. going to kill this person. So you're going to find that person to find yes. him. Yeah, that's, pretty, and, that's a pretty cool concept. <laughs> yeah. And we end up being a, a, causing a distraction for him to be unseen because I'm right. all about explosions and. As long as they're behind me and you never look at them, right? So, right, <laughs> makes you look cooler. Well said, well said. Um, Riley, what did you think about Thane? Did you like him? What uh, race is he? You guys know what race he's he a is? Drell. Drell, yeah. And they, um, I thought uh, that his whole story is really tragic. Um, the Drell, they can't live for a super long time away from their planet they get like a what is it not like a lung disease but it's like they have gills so they have a hard time breathing air and when they're not on their home planet uh they get sicker and sicker um so he's got a limited amount of time um and the drell also have like photographic memories i don't remember what exactly it's called where he's he'll like go back and be remembering something um, like as if he was actually there. Cool. Um, so when he has a memory, he'll be talking through it and you're like kind of sitting in front of him like, okay. <laughs> um, it's really poetic. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like, uh, it's really beautiful. And he, um, I, I didn't romance him, but I know people who did. Uh, and they are like shells of human beings now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, his, he's like, uh, like really, he's got a really emotional backstory as well. Um, but, uh, and like also as like an assassin character, he's really cool. Yeah. That, I think actually he might be my favorite Outside of my original three. You find out in his loyalty mission that his wife was killed by people looking for him. That's tragic. Yeah. Yeah. And then his son, who's angry because he wasn't there and he was never around, is and didn't know that this was happening, wants to be like him, who's now trying to become an assassin, is on a job, and you have to decide whether or not to let him kill his own son. Whoa, hold on. Say that again. 
his son, son's, son's following in Thane's steps. <laughs> right. Yeah. You have to. Thane doesn't want that to happen. Okay. And he's, and he's been gone, so he hasn't been a, a father figure. Right. Uh, he's only like a, a legend to. To his son. To his right? son. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, you have to kind of go through the uh, the sort of uh, back channels and things like that to figure out who, you know, where's this hit happening, and right. uh, and and get there to stop it from happening. Stop uh, what? So who's going to kill who? Thane's son is going to yeah. kill some random uh, politician. Oh, okay. Human politician. Yes, that's right. Who wants Aww. to kick the humans? Uh, he wants to build a wall and remove humans from the citadel. Mm -hmm. Oh boy! All right. <laughs> and he's going to so, make the humans and, pay and make for them it. pay for it. Yep. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So, wow. So Thane has the his only option is to either a kill his son or let him kill the politician. That's your two choices. No. I really. Okay. I was going to say I don't. You stop right. the you stop the the assassination attempt, uh, and then you have the choice of whether to have Thane end his son, or why? Why would you want to end his son? I don't know because I di I didn't let him end his son. No, because oh, Riley, why did you, why did you let him kill his son? I assume you did. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I, don't actually, I don't actually remember that being an option. Like, I don't remember that. This blows my mind. I just can't imagine why anybody would. Does he really? Is that really a thing? P1 wrote sure it that's here, the so. option. I'm pretty sure it's it's kill his son or have him walk, like, walk let, away. Uh, I thought it was like let his son kill the dude. Because then if you let... Oh, hey, wait. Here it is. Thane... Stops Kolyat. No, no, it's just he stops him, or he kill, or Kolyat gets to kill his target. So if you let him kill his target, then like him way better when he's then Thane has a problem with you because yeah. Right. Oh, okay. okay. I see. Sorry. Wow. This Thane's is not a monster. I, I thought it sounded kind of extreme. Thane's a decent guy. Uh, an assassin who's been caught is probably in a whole lot of trouble too. Good point. I mean, yeah. You know, not that great of an assassin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. I thought um, for sure I stopped her from killing his kid. Maybe I didn't. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> We're gonna start burning through these. We are killing so much time. Um, nobody. Oh, apparently can't. more more people than we need to as well. Yeah. yeah. Nobody here uh, likes Jack though, right? So we can probably just skip right over her. If you skip you Jack, I will drive over to your house right now and I will end you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, P1. Who's Jack? Jack is the awesome. best. Jack is the best character in the Mass Effect universe. That's some big words, dude. She was a child who showed extreme potential in in, bi <laughs> in biotics, <laughs> and Cerberus uh, did live testing on other children to help make her better, to make her a better killer, a more perfect killing machine. She was locked in a facility. Um, this is eleven. She is eleven. Yeah. She is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. Totally. Um, and with an attitude. She yeah she has a serious attitude. She eventually gets out. There's a riot. She gets out. She thinks she started the riot. She didn't. She kills a ton of people. She gets out, and she becomes the galaxy's like worst nightmare. She spends time as a pirate. She she gets sold into slavery. She, she her her entire life is misery and pain, 
and it it breaks her as a person because of it. And uh, you get her to your you find her on your get her to your party. She's in a, in a maximum security space prison where they're kept. I think they're kept in like cryo sleep the whole time. I don't think they even. Yeah. Um, the cells wait. are all independent, so they can be they can yeah. be independently flushed into into the darkness of into space. space. Yeah. So cool and deep. Um, <laughs> so you get her on your team, and she doesn't want to fucking deal. She doesn't want to talk to you. She doesn't want to hang out with you. She doesn't want to interact with the other members of the ship. She sits down in the engine space, and she you know you basically bring her out when you need something dead. Um, but if you and talk to her, she wants to look through Cerberus's files, and she wants to look mm, through Cerberus's files because cool. she wants to find out who fucking did this. Who's going to pay, Shepard? Um, and she finds out, and she goes back to that that station, and it turns out one of the other kids who was there uh, is on the station as well, and he's trying to turn it back on, and he's trying but to start it back up. But wouldn't the run? It's just servers run, and you're letting servers her go? shut it down. Oh, they shut it down. Okay. Yeah, so the, the testing was happening without the... So the elusive man wanted her to become better. He wanted right. something... But he didn't. He didn't approve the methods they were using of the testing, so he shut it down when he found out what was happening. But she doesn't I care. I don't trust him. I don't um, trust him. No, I don't fucking trust him either. The man's a reaper. He's been indoctrinated. Um, <laughs> what? What? Uh, we'll get there. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should look at his eyes. Look at the eyes. He's a reaper. Um, He's a pagan. So you get there, oh and God. she's just, she's all pain and anger and fury, and I love her. Uh, she was the first character I romanced. Uh, actually. To this day, she is the only character I have ever romanced. Wow. Um, we should mention yeah. that P1 is actually a Mass Effect character. <laughs> <laughs> She's fantastic. And then Tally Zora, uh, I spent a lot of time just talking to because I love Tally. But Jack is... So you have an option when you first get Jack. You can have uh, wild, crazy, uh, you know, violent uh, sex in the bowels of the Normandy. Or you can take your time to talk to her and get to know her and try and help her figure out what it is that's wrong. And if you do that, then you actually build a relationship with her and it's way better. She is the biotic I choose every single time in the suicide run because I know at that point, she will not let me die. Wow. Yeah. Deep. All right. Uh, anybody else like Jack? <laughs> no, He's I real good. So. Uh, you like Jack Violently? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's really good. And she, like, if you... Uh, so I haven't played a male shepherd at all, so I have never romanced her, but um, you can eventually become kind of, sort of, friends uh, with her. Um, and the, yeah, the the mission and picking her for the role of being the biotic is, like, the best role for her. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's she... really powerful. Like, watching her, like, you know, like, she's struggling so hard and she's doing it and you're like you can do it oh. it's good yeah gotta see this she yeah. absolutely <laughs> hates Miranda Lawson yeah. oh what Cerberus Cerber yeah. cheerleader yeah, yeah. Cerberus <laughs> cheerleader who could ever hate the beautiful Miranda Musty tell us about Miranda so Miranda you, you, you pick me because I'm the bioengineer guy right you know it. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you Miranda... make her. <laughs> one, one could hope. Um, <laughs> so Miranda is genetically perfect. Um, and she... She has sure been... talks about it a lot. She does. Oh, she's yeah, she's, she's very modest, too. That's right. <laughs> they forgot to shut that one off. Yeah. Uh, 
the uh, but yeah, so she has been genetically enhanced in all the right areas to make her uh, strong biotic. She is um, she has a lot of the tech abilities, um, which we'll get into people's abilities eventually. Um, but she uh, diplomacy, charisma, all, all of those characteristics in, in, in your like traditional RPG would be off the charts with her. Um, she's the first person that I think you actually like between her and Jacob, I trusted her. Jacob, I wasn't too sure about. Um, but uh, yeah, so she she is effectively the the right hand of the elusive man. Uh, she's the one who's always reporting back. She's the one who uh, who is the eyes uh, for for him beyond his own eyes and uh and she was part of the uh the group that lazarus project right yes. she, she was a big hand in helping rebuild you yeah. yes she, and she holds that over you quite quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember that yes um, um yeah i uh okay first of all a i didn't know you couldn't um get in a relationship with people of the same sex didn't know that was trying really hard with Miranda. Wasn't getting anywhere um, as a femship. <laughs> um, I'm just going to keep trying though. I don't, I don't know what else. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> uh, what Jay, what did you think about Miranda? Well, I thought she was certainly more approachable than, or I guess more likable than Jacob. I found Jacob uh, of the two Cerberus people. Jacob was more of a, a tool. You say, go kill that. And he does it. Right. Um, He's, he yeah. seemed to me have he, well, more of a mindless soldier than anything. Um, whereas she had more of a, you know, independent thought and all that jazz. So I, yeah. I didn't mind her. Yeah, I found the uh, I'm pretty awesome to be slightly irritating. I wanted to space her a couple times, especially when it was like I rebuilt you from scratch. We had the <laughs> technology, blah, yeah. blah, blah. It yeah. got a little tiring. Yeah, no, uh, I thought she was great too, and she was perfect in every way. I agree completely. Uh, Riley, what did uh, what did you think about Miranda overall? Um, I mean, I like her, but I don't, don't like like her. <laughs> okay. I, don't know, I could take her or leave her, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like her more than Jacob? Oh yeah, Jacob's character. Sorry, Jacob, but uh, <laughs> it's not good. Uh -huh. He's like. He's, He's a poor guy. He's like a stereotype in like all the worst ways. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like um, uh, Finn, I think his name is from Star Wars. I, I thought he looked like him. Oh. I don't know. Maybe, maybe John, I'm wrong. John Boyega. I like yes. him. Pacific Rim. I liked him as much yeah, as that's Finn. Right. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> what did you think of Miranda, though, uh, there, P1? Uh, I like Miranda. I sort of liked the arrogance of I was genetically enhanced to be perfect you would know I would say it all the time you would, I would start every sentence <laughs> you do that say way it all the time. in my genetically say, uh... in my genetically perfect opinion um you know I'm no I'm no expert but I'm engineered to be one this sounds like a conversation we have I'm daily. not saying I'm wrong but I am perfect so exactly see that's uh right that's that's actually yeah. a pretty good impression, yeah. I like her. I would rotate her in on missions. I would often take her and Jack at the same time because I like the oh. idea that at some point they might start fighting each other instead of the collectors. 
Yeah, what did you think about them? They didn't really seem to uh, get along that well. No, so you finish if you f- have finished Miranda's loyalty mission, turns out she has an identical twin. Um, yeah, yeah, she does. So two for the price of one. Um, <laughs> oh she has an identical twin, and uh, if you finish her loyalty mission and then Jack's or vice versa, um, there's an interaction between them on the ship, and you have to choose which one to side with. Or if your Paragon or Renegade level is high enough, you can sort of take the middle ground. Uh, my level has always been high enough at that point in the game, and I still side with Jack because she's the best. <laughs> See, oh, I, so I ran into Miranda's the one who messed up my suicide run. Just gonna oh say. no, I don't believe Miranda's that. Miranda's the one who messed it up. She is uh, not going to mess. She is perfect. Well, she's she's also dead. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> not so perfect now. Yeah, right. She just says uh, it's a reflection was... of your leadership. Uh, no, carry so... on. <laughs> so I, yeah, so I came back from Jack's mission, and the the fight was happening, and I was not Paragon enough because I I didn't wait. I should have waited until later. Um, there's a couple of people's missions that loyalty missions that you should probably hang on if you're, um, if you're. Uh, Zaid being one of them, and I assume we probably won't bother talking too much about him. Um, well, that is, if, if you're if you're playing Paragon with Zaid, you should wait and do him absolutely last because uh, you need very high Paragon to sway him. Um, so, him. yeah, he's the like mercenary that you get in Omega, it's like so right good. in the beginning. Oh, with okay. Big scars on the face. Um, Anyways, uh, so I sided with Jack because I had just gotten Jack's uh, allegiance, and I knew that Jack was kind of more chaotic and maybe more on the renegade side of things. And so since I was going Paragon, I was like, let's not anger her because she might be harder to convince to stay with me. Uh, And I thought that I could win. I thought I could win Miranda back by the end, and she just kept pushing me off every single time like between every mission i would go check and see be like how about now you want to talk now uh and <laughs> it, it just yeah so now she uh she's left on that collector base just fyi that's how they you leave them well that, oh my gosh we I, gotta get I, into that we'll get <laughs> so heart. mark does do do all your friends just play video games and then tell you about them later after you've played five <laughs> hours <of each> one? <laughs> Is this the, is this um, the streak buster? Is this is this the yeah, this first this, one that you this, haven't finished? This bus, the str- I won't be finishing this one. Yeah, um, here's the thing about Mass Effect Two and me. Um, my thoughts are Mass Effect Two is amazing. It's probably one of the best series that I've never played. Um, however, I'm not good at third person shooting games. I'm just not. So I have the difficulty cranked down to next to nothing like I, I i'm running through the game essentially um and i realized that when i got to a certain point that i'm not even playing the game at this point the game is just being played i'm not actually doing anything um it's like watching a let's play at this point mm. in my mind and i lost my desire to go on but i love the story and i love hearing about this from you guys if this was a, a movie or a tv series i would have enveloped it but I just suck at shooters. But anyway, not a slight on the game, just on myself. Um, Let's talk a bit about Legion, because he's the only one I didn't get. Um, And I want to know more about him. I'm assuming he's a geth. Uh, And Jay, why don't you tell us about Legion? Uh, I really like Legion. Um, You go on a mission and all these uh, geth are um, attacking... Oh shit! What was his? Uh, anyway, 
you see you see this geth uh at a computer and all these geth are coming after him uh and then he turns around and starts blowing away while he's doing stuff at a computer and you're just like all right what's going on and you got to make the decision to bring him back to the ship and tally gets irritated at it because of <laughs> their the geth's past history with um with the uh with tally and it's just like I, I just like the, the fact that he was he's pretty much a weapon system that you know there's you you know he, he's uh, it just blows my mind it was it was a phenomenal <laughs> character I really liked him and what, then how is it, he like his own like how is he not part of the, uh, the because geth there's two there's two the geth are almost split into two groups okay. there's the geth that got uh, assimilated by the reapers the heretics and yeah, and the, who, and then the true Geth. I'm going to refer to them as because that's what uh, Legion refers to himself as as Geth, whereas the others are the heretics, the ones that followed okay. the Reapers. Gotcha. Um, the 1,833 programs running in this unit. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, what uh, when this says, did you turn him on, uh, P1? Uh, does that mean uh, did you just let yeah. him in? So you get uh, him. So the first time you see him, he's he actually snipes out another Geth behind you, yeah. um, saves your life, and he's wearing a piece of your armor. He has yeah. a, a Shepard N7 chest plate uh, cool. like welded onto his chest, and it's been blasted. So you, like Jay said, he's at the computer. You're trying to get a Reaper IFF, um, which is Identify Friend Foe device, um, that you need to get through the Omega-4 relay, and you find him uh, at the console, and you bring him back to the ship, and you have to decide to power him back on or leave him dormant. Um, okay. And everybody, everybody is telling you, do not turn him on. Tally Zoravast Normandy is like, Shepard, don't do this. If he gets into access to the computers, uh, to the Normandy's computers, we're fucked. You know, mm. Edie, who is the AI on the Normandy, is like, Shepard, this is probably a bad idea. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Everybody mm. says, don't turn him on. So I turned him on. <laughs> <laughs> What does Jack I'm, say? I'm genetically <laughs> modified to uh, make the best decision. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack doesn't really have an opinion on, on him. She turn and, and as soon as he turns on, he's like, "Oh, thank you. Can I? You mind if I grab? Mind, can I just grab access to your computer?" <laughs> First thing. Eh? <laughs> uh, and Legion, I agree with Jay. Legion is one of my favorite characters. I, I just like even the way he sounded. Like he sounded, yeah. it was is excellent. It was. Yeah. Because it's not just him. So he is the one the one robot, like the one physical shell is on your team. But he is right. all of the Geth. They are a hive mind. They are connected so cool. together at all times. That's pretty cool. He's really expressive. That's one of the things I, I, I dig about him is there's these these plates around his his singular eye and they and they keep shifting. It's like it's like Eyebrows. watching Yeah, it's like watching yeah. Johnny Five or watching uh, Wally cool. trying to communicate, cool. right? Like, there's just, cool. it's, there's a lot of expression, even though he's just a synthetic. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. cool. Okay, cool. Um, Riley, his did you story. Use, uh... Oh, good. Yeah, what's his loyalty mission? What could it be? Riley, tell me more about Legion's loyalty mission. Uh, so, Legion's loyalty mission uh, is, I think, uh, what happens is you, he gets a word that uh, the heretics 
are trying to turn all Geth into heretics, like to follow the Reapers. Yep. And he takes you to a really old uh, Quarian space station, um, which this is a mission that you should bring Tally for, because uh, <laughs> it's really cool. Um, <laughs> and he wants to have you destroy this virus. Um, so you, you go in and uh, he what he wants is for you to make it so that they can't take over the true Geth. Oh, makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Or you can uh, repurpose the virus and convert yeah, all he the tells heretics you this much back later. into true Geth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. He tells you this later, and then if you bring Tally, this is like, <laughs> she's like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't wow. trust these Geth. I definitely yeah. don't trust those Geth. Shepard, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> wow, so do you convert all the Geth back to regular well, Geth? You have to ask yourself. So the heretics have chosen to follow the Reapers. Do you force them to to deny that programming? Do you force yeah, do you them? rewrite that, basically? Yeah. Yes. Do you say, yes. I don't care what you chose, this is the decision you're going to make yep. now? Because they're sentient, Mark. So would Mark's you into brainwash them. Mark's into brainwash. <laughs> you're essentially brainwashing them. So you, you force yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, I know, I do it. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> Why would I mean, I did too. I did too. My I, Samsung I, uh, tries to uh, sync to the Samsung cloud, and I'm like, no, I know you want to do that, but you're not doing that. I'm telling you no. <laughs> That's what you do with machines. The Geth are not if machines. You... They are machines. <laughs> yeah, fascinating. Um, I, I want to be a Geth, actually. I would like to... Uh, download my consciousness into a robot body. <laughs> uh, isn't that what you guys that, do? For I would volunteer that, like tomorrow. Aren't you guys a hive mind? Isn't that how uh, how it works at your yeah. in your occupation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, right? Riley, you were going to say something there. Yeah. Um. So Tally and Legion have a similar conflict as uh, Miranda and Jack, uh, because eventually. Tally can find Legion scanning like her data um, to send information back to the Geth. Oh, and so, cool! Yeah, so she, you, I think you, yeah, you find them or you find her. Like she wants to, like she wants to kill him. Um, and so you have She's to. She's got the gun up to his head. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to either like resolve the situation or side with one of them. So depending on what happens, you either lose one of their loyalty missions, or you like piss one of them off enough that they uh, they don't remain loyal to you, or have but enough paragon points that you get the points. Both. To I, I almost yeah. wish yeah. that that wasn't a thing. Like I almost wish that you had to choose. Mm. Like, the, like um, so, if you have enough paragon points and enough renegade points, you can pretty much counteract any bad decision you make. So you can find that middle ground in every situation. You actually become the. I mean, the reason they brought Shepard back to life instead of just using the perfectly uh, bio, bio, bioorganically, bioorganically modified uh, um, Miranda. The reason they brought Shepard is because she has, or he has, that thing, that something. That makes people want to follow them. They they have that mm-hmm. that that inner ability to be a leader that nobody else has. That people just are drawn to Shepard, and that's what the Paragon and the Renegade is. Whether you go either way, you have the ability to take two people who hate each other. Like the Geth are the reason that the Quarians have to live in in spacesuits. It's 
like if Tally was to to even kiss no, another person, the Corians are the Sorry. reason. But, no, because they created the Geth. So, <laughs> oh boy, we're getting deep. They're <laughs> sowing their they're sowing what they reap. Well, I made we made iPhones, and if all of a sudden my phones tell me I can't live in Canada anymore, that's a problem for me. <laughs> um, but so they, there's these these people that just are against each other. You got Morden and Grunt. You got Tally and Legion. You got Jack and Miranda, and they hate each other to the deepest like core of their being. And that's what makes Shepard Shepard is because she has or he has the ability to unite warring races. Awesome. Um, wow! And that's, that's what the Paragon is. Come. Or the Renegade, but it would be cool if they didn't have it. It was just like, you know what? You're just a regular shitty person who's making, you know, doing a nine to five, getting their paycheck. You got to pick, <laughs> you know, are you friends with uh, the robot or with the the most pure hearted, <laughs> kind person in the galaxy? All right. So, so here, so here's the here's the question. Let's say let's say you couldn't just fix this with your with your magic powers, right? Yeah. Who do you pick? Oh. Who do you pick? Oh. Legion. Oh man. S the. Even like knowing how it plays out in Mass Effect Three, that if you are good enough, you have the option to unite these races again. Having to pick, because Legion's scene in Mass Effect Three where he's like, you know, I'm going to make, I'm going to fix this Shepard, but I'm going to die because of it. Uh, his sacrifice. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. I my heart. Legion, Legion, the Geth Christ. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Gosh, I have to, I have to pick Tally. I have to. I do too. And and it's because. But I don't want to, man. That is a hard. I, that's a hard choice. Well, here's here's the thing, though. You wanted this choice. You said that you want this to have to be forced on you. I don't want it so anymore. Here, so, yeah, I don't so want this. Here's here's the thing. Not like here's this. <laughs> you 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 already stated that that the manifestation of Legion in your ship is not Legion. Right. That's true. So you're not really killing exists. it. So like, if you, if you Tali is Tali Zora Vast Normandy is is one of a kind yeah and and there there is no replacing her granted all all it would be is you'd you'd anger her and she wouldn't let you romance her you know basically <laughs> but if you take legion out the only thing you lose is a good uh you know uh engineer for for the suicide mission um whether that manifests itself as future anger toward you as geth um is is a good question but Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather that. have uh, Tolly mad at me than all the Geth. <laughs> <laughs> there is no good answer to this question. Yeah, no, fair no. enough. I love Tolly though. Tolly's, um, Tolly's now we've great. been talking a lot about Tolly. I don't know why she has to wear the suit. You you briefly mentioned it there, P one. Why does she have to wear the suit? The so the Quarians created the Geth. The Geth re, uh, rebelled against the Quarians. Overthrew their homeworld. The Quarians' homeworld actually was, uh, it was such a, an environment that their immune systems became stronger. But when they were removed from there by the Geth, they, they couldn't find another homeworld uh, for the longest time. So they were living on their, on their, flot- on their, their flotilla, their spaceships. Well, to oh, live okay. out there, they had to live in, you know, these, they had to live in isolation in these suits because their immune systems started to weaken. And uh, it eventually got to the point that they, they were their immune systems were so weak that they couldn't survive in any environment. So now they have wow, to stay okay. inside these isolated suits. Uh, the 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 greatest sign of trust and love that a Quarian can give is to connect their suit environment with another person's suit environment. And because and even when that happens, they will get sick. Giggity. Like, 
they, <laughs> they will still get sick because uh, those two environments are still slightly different. But they're they're wow. forced to live in a prison of their own creation because the Geth removed them from their homeworld, and all they want to do is go back. And even if they removed all of the Geth from the Corian homeworld, that this current generation and generations after would still take a very long time to readapt back to be able to live without the suits. They're trapped in these suits. They can never imagine never being able to touch your child's hand or never being able to hold your wife. You know what I mean? Sounds this glorious. Is, this is the this <laughs> is the this is the prison that they live in, and it's because That's of crazy. the Geth. Wow! So it just that, goes to show, and they created them. This whole universe is just a bunch of people that are all fucked up. <laughs> That's yeah. what's going to happen okay. when the iPods take over. <laughs> it's coming. I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> okay, uh, Riley. Um, I I found S- Samara or Samara. I got her on my team. I don't know who this Morinth, Morinth pers- person is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, first of all, who is Samara? And actually, who is Morinth? Uh, so... Samara is uh, an Asari. Um, so if you remember Liara from the first game, they're the same race. Um, and Samara is actually a very long-lived Asari uh, who is a Justicar. Um, and that is... I might need my memory refreshed on exactly what a Justicar is, but she's like a warrior for the Asari. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, like a like a, a and, Texas Ranger or you're right. police officer, like a yeah, like a specialized. Yeah, thing. she's almost yeah. like this. She's almost like a specter. I mean, along yeah. except, except she's she's there to do what's right and just, and she's got a, a code. Yeah, she has to abide by. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, and then Morinth is actually one of her daughters. Oh, uh, yeah. How do you encounter her? Uh, I She's think Ardat Yakshi. Yeah, mm. so you 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 learn that uh that that she's an Ardat Yakshi, and that basically means that she she's like I don't know how it's to like, it's like a, a serial sex, sex killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She 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 has like a it's it's a defect in in her that that causes when she merges. That's their, uh, I guess, merge is the right term. But when when she she is intimate with another being, she overloads their nervous system to the point where they basically fr- it fries their being and, and makes their brain explode. Yeah, effectively. Oh, uh, wow, like a black yeah. widow. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's about right. Cool. Um, um. So how does she end up becoming a possible member? Um. I'm just confused so, by this. Uh... So if you're if you're uh, Samara's mission is to go get uh, Morinth and to go stop her because she's been um, she's been ramp run rampant for a while and killing all kinds of people. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so Samara's and becoming like, more powerful after each coupling. Yeah. Oh, cool. Like Jet Li in the one. That's awesome. <laughs> I was going to say Highlander, but uh... very well. <laughs> I like Jet Li. Um, but if you're if you are renegade when that this whole encounter happens, and Riley, I don't I don't mean to cut you off if you wanted to take this, but um, if you're renegade and you 
this encounter happens between Samara and Morinth, you have the option to actually turn on Samara and take her out, in which case Morinth becomes your the party member, who will probably end up trying to kill you at some point. Yeah. Oh, so you don't want which her. Which is one of my questions. Has anybody done that? <laughs> I, I didn't. I like Samara's outfit. She looked pretty badass. I, I, I think I did. I almost point. did on this run, and I think if you do it, Morinth... Uh, adjusts her appearance so she looks just like Samara, and nobody on the crew knows you've done it except Kasumi Goto. Oh, does she know? Kasumi figures it out, and in one of the conversations with Kasumi uh, in her room, she's sitting there, you know, she mentions how, you know, Samara seems different, and then she says, don't worry, Shepard, I would never say anything. Because she's loyal. (laughs) And you ripped her heart out. (laughs) <laughs> All yeah. right. she still stays loyal even if you do that okay <laughs> yeah. i trust riley on this all right riley what about garris you like garris he's my boyfriend okay <laughs> that's why i went to you i figured i seem like a garris fan yeah. <laughs> tell us about garris oh garris is the best um <laughs> oh Garrus is the coolest character <laughs> ever. <laughs> and doesn't he just look completely badass after the mission? Like the I um so uh I didn't play the first one, so I had no idea who he was or like like anything about him. Um so uh I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Uh and then like the more that you get to talk to him, uh, the even cooler he is, and he's got like the best voice ever. Um, I don't know. There's just like something. He's just so cool. <laughs> <laughs> what is he? What what race is he? Uh, he's a Turian. Right. Yeah. Get mixed up. The Turians, I think, are the very first race that humans ever met when they oh. went to the mass relay that was past Pluto. And then there was a big war. <laughs> oh, with yeah. the Koreans? Yeah, oh. yeah. Cool. I didn't know about that. <laughs> uh, I, I did I did remember Garrus from the first time when I played this, so it was cool to see him again. He was always kind of a badass, I guess. Yeah. Is the, <laughs> and he doesn't mind, uh, you know, getting the job done. Yeah. Uh, and when you find him in this one, he's uh, he's just picking off mercenaries and, some, and bad people, essentially, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I I really like that mission, like going into it, uh, because I played the sniper class as well. Okay. So I was like, oh no, I'm gonna outshoot this dude. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know who he is, and I'm gonna beat him real good. Awesome, I love it. Um, okay, cool. So I just I, I just want to say one thing about Garrus. Go ahead. Gonna wait for a bit. I'm in the middle of some calibrations. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible. Um, well, well, I forget what his lo- I did his loyalty mission. I forget who who he was looking for. Oh yeah, the guy that got his unit killed, right? Yeah. 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 Tell us about that. Uh, me? Sure. <laughs> nobody <laughs> else like squealed. Here. Nobody else squealed. He's my boyfriend. I know. So yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go over to you exclusively. For uh. Okay. Um. Yeah. So you track down. Um, the, yeah, the guy that got his 
uh, squad killed. Um, and you can, I believe you can either let him kill the guy or you can step in front of his scope and yes. stop him from doing that. I let him like I let him kill him. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's not what Garrus wants, man. That's not what I he's didn't. about. Yeah. You stop him. You have to help him. He can't see his way right now. He's blinded no. by rage. It's your job. You're a shitty no. commander. It's your job as his friend no. to make Renegade. sure that you help him find his way when he's stumbling in the darkness. I want Jay, him Jay to is Jay is my Garrus Vicarian. When we were, we went on the ship together, we were posted together for like four years. He was my yeah. Garrus Vicarian. He he helped me through the darkness. I helped him. It was amazing. We had a couple of times where we just grabbed sniper rifles and got drunk. It's a lot of fun. Wow, <laughs> that was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> did you ever spar with each other? <laughs> yeah, we did a little sparring. Yeah, a little sparring. Um, it involved a lot of baby oil. <laughs> what? Um, just like yeah, you can't, I can't believe you let him kill that guy. Dude, I can't believe you didn't. Wait, you you were Paragon though, I guess. Hardcore. Uh, I was Renegade all the way. But I want Garrus to be able to take that shot. I want him to be my pull the trigger no matter what. If I tell him to, he's pulling it. Oh, I see. So you're grooming him to be a killer for you. Oh, 100%. Actually, I was doing that for everybody, though. You're a monster. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was actually just uh, trying to get someone to create a uh, genetic virus so that they would just do whatever I wanted. Um... I didn't quite know how to go down that path, but uh, <laughs> I'm hoping to get there in the future. <laughs> anyway, any other thoughts on Garrus? He looks badass, and he is badass. Yeah, like after your uh, the dossier mission when you get him, and yeah. the, the whole attack happens with the attack ship, and he get and he comes out of the comes into the uh, ready room there, and he's just got the scar on his face and the yeah. hole punched in his armor, and I was just like. Mm -hmm. He looked fantastic. Yeah, he did look awesome. <laughs> and they were like, uh, sh shouldn't you get that fixed up? And he's like, nah, I'm good. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Chicks take scars. That's right, man. I, I took Garrus and Grunt uh, throughout my entire playthrough on this one. As soon as I, and and I, they're the two, only two characters I used exclusively. Nice. I had uh, Garrus and Rex in the original, um, and I, I thought I was going to do that again this time, but then I realized you couldn't play Rex. And then, but then I met Miranda anyway, so it didn't matter. Um, I guess we can talk about Liara. Liara, I remember her from the original. Uh, do you, you don't get to have her as a permanent squad member, though, right? In this one? No. No. So, She's and only in the Shadow Broker uh, DLC. Which was awesome. Um, do you want to talk about that now? Uh, yeah, we did can. I mean, because you probably didn't play it. What's that? No, I beat the Shadow Broker mission. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. It, it uh, was awesome. The Shadow Broker is like, uh, like a spy. <laughs> leader organization he's like uh varus from game of thrones you know what i mean he's got his finger and everything he knows what's going on everywhere in the galaxy and Leah, yeah. he's sort of Liara's looking for him and you help her find him um and then eventually she becomes him i would play an entire game as Liara as the shadow broker i was um, disappointed with who the shadow broker was i wasn't expecting that big did you read weird... through all of the documents because it wasn't originally him it's I, like I know, I know. the dread pirate wesley right he's uh right I was hoping for a Dread, Dread Pirate. Pirate. Yeah, well, right. nobody would, nobody would follow Dread the Dread Pirate Wesley. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but big guy. I was expecting somebody smart and cunning, you know. And He used but, to be. That guy well, is. Also I, know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. And that's, that species learns incredibly fast. I know. 
I know. I just was. What is your fucking problem? I don't understand here. God, you're such a stereotyper. <laughs> I am. I stereotyped him. You're right. He looks more like a Krogan than he does a uh, whatever Morden is. What's Morden again? Solarian. I was expecting a Solarian. Instead, mm. I got Krogan. But Solarians anyway. don't live long enough. I don't yeah. think. Right, but I meant that type. You know what I mean? Like, looks smart. Oh, I see. Yeah. But instead, he looks like a big brute. <laughs> It's but cool it was also very. When you, when you read through his correspondence, you can yeah. track as this guy, you know, gets loose and kills the actual shadow broker. There's one met the last message that the the first message he sends as the shadow broker is uh, there was a, a power surge. I want an update by the next solar morning on everybody on the status of everybody's mission, and that's the same Liara. thing Liara says when uh, <laughs> when this when everybody's going shadow broker, shadow broker, where are you? And she says the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does, does anybody want to talk about Zaid? I completely forgot about the guy. He's a waste. Um, He's a, he is white okay. toast. He's the, so he was he was the day one DLC. Uh, oh, really? Oh. Yeah. People paid think? money for him? No. Nobody paid okay. money for him. He was, he was <laughs> built in. He was basically the justification to get you to use the Cerberus network code. Gotcha. Oh, uh, I see. I didn't oh, mind I, him. No? Riley, tell us about Saeed. Uh, uh, You're again, boyfriend. (laughs) He's my other boyfriend. Um, I I thought, like, that he, my boyfriend is looking, my actual boyfriend is looking at me over the computers, like, excuse me? Paris? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I have to tell Brian not to listen to this podcast. (laughs) Um... I feel like I need to. I just remember playing his um, loyalty mission and like blowing up the base and being like, "Yes!" Um, but he like kind of like Jacob. He's not super super interesting. Um, he's like you know typical grizzled old soldier mercenary guy. Yeah. Um, but I did like the mission, like his loyalty mission. I did like that mission. So. Okay. Well, that's His loyalty mission was good because you had to choose between letting all of the oil refinery workers burn to their death uh-huh. and, and letting him get his revenge or saving them and potentially losing his loyalty. Yeah. Um, why did he want to? I, I <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was one of the founders of the Eclipse or Blue Suns? Blue Suns. Blue Suns. Oh. Um, and they had turned on him, and that's how he got that scar on his face. They shot him in the head, and he survived. Because he's a bad mother. I'm talking about Shaft. Um, <laughs> and uh, so you go, to, you go to kill the current leader of the Blue Suns, uh, and they're at this oil refinery, and they start an explosion happens, and there's it's like civilians who are gonna die. It's like blowing up the Death Star in Return of the Jedi when like construction workers are there working on this thing. You know what I mean? Uh, Wookiee slaves oh, are there working on this thing, and they still okay. the, the alliance still blows it up. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Well. Thank you for clearing that up. Then, um, do you still run into blue suns if you do that throughout the game? If you, yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, okay, my friends, it has come the time. We've now talked about all the squad members. Now I need you to tell me how the game ends. Yeah, let's do <laughs> that. Was let's fast. do the suicide mission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was fast. Yeah. <laughs> I need to know. Uh... I, you know what? I held back. <laughs> I know. I... I need to yeah. know about the suicide mission. I need sure. to know about going through the uh, mass relay. Musty. Sure. So one of, one of the things that all of these characters bring to the table are upgrades to 
the Normandy. Uh, and so uh, some of that is stronger armor. Some of it is faster engines. Some of it is uh, more robust uh, weaponry. Uh, and so unlocking those, um, which you have to do by harvesting minerals from planets, um, which I assume we'll talk about a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the uh, What you end up doing is you go through the Omega-4 relay to go to the collector homeworld, which no one has ever been to. No one, no one has ever gone through the Omega-4 relay successfully because uh, basically you're coming through blind and they are looking for everything that's coming out of that relay. Um, you've masked yourself as a reaper because of finding the uh iff the friend or foe thing and you've integrated that into the into the system so you head into the 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 collector homeworld you you end up uh there's multiple encounters even just getting there that can all go awry if you don't have the right upgrades uh you either uh which can cause you to lose people in the process meaning that once you even get to the collector base, if you make it to the collector base, you might you might already be down um, squad mates. Oh um, wow! And a lot of that impact comes into are were were they loyal? Did you get loyalty? And um, and did you get their upgrades? Um, it's it's pretty intense. Um, okay, so if you do all their loyalty missions and um, you do all the upgrades to the ship, you will make it to. Uh, You'll make only... it there. Yeah, you'll make it. You still, there. you still make it there. You might not make it back. So okay, all, their, all the upgrades to the ship, all the upgrades to the ship get you to the collector ship. Yep. Okay. All of the loyalty missions will then allow the decisions that you make inside the collector ship determine if you're going to survive the collector ship, and if you have done any other mission after the Omega Four relay is available to you, you lose. Um, depending on how many you do, you start to couple, lose crewmates, yeah. uh, like Doctor Chocolas and you're, Kelly. So your crew, yeah, your crew has been abducted while you were off on a mission because they turned on the Reaper IFF and it actually broadcasts where you're at. Yeah. So oh. the collectors show up. Cool. And, and that is a great sequence. You actually, it's the one moment in this entire series where you play as a character other than Shepard. Oh my gosh! Please tell. <laughs> You, uh, you, you play as Joker, and you have to get from oh, the you have to get from the bridge because it's yeah. a bridge, not a cockpit. It's a bridge. Right. Um, <laughs> you have to get all the way down to oh, I can't remember which. The computer is it, is it engineering? engineering. You have to get to the AI. Yeah, we're, first, we're eating. And then you have to, yeah. So you yeah. have to sneak around. Well, not sneak, but you have to walk along. Edie basically lights up uh, as if you were on an airplane pointing to where the exits are. Uh, <laughs> so there's little lights on the floor you have to follow. And as you're, you know, Joker is this frail individual. He has some bone disease that makes yeah. him very prone to broken. He's the pilot, uh, by the way, of, of the yes. ship, I guess we should. Voiced <laughs> by Seth Green, of all people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as you're walking through the ship, there are collectors uh, busting through doors and and hauling away other crewmates and they're Holy just shit. screaming it is it is and so and they're good. just they're on your tail and you're like i don't know and he's like, <laughs> i don't know we're gonna make it like the whole time he's just like shit 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 <laughs> oh wow cool yeah it's, it's it's great it's a really cool stretch um you end up getting down and 
Edie turns the, uh, yeah, Edie turns on, or she, he lets her into the computer, gives her control, full control. And he unlocks the AI. Oops. <laughs> Which yeah. you're never supposed to do. Yeah. Because the last so time happened? somebody unlocked an AI, the Geth attacked. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So what and happened? That, so then she 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 gets them out there. There's a there's a line and I can't remember what she says. After he I unlocks like, her, I like seeing humans on their knees. That's it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Why am I crawling through another shaft? And she says, I like seeing humans on their knees. And then it cuts to him and he's just staring at her and she goes, It was a joke. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so, then, so you lose the doctor during so this? So then, you, yeah. So then, you as the entire party come back, and everyone's gone, yeah. except oh for God. Joker and Edie. Uh, and then you have X number. You, you can still, if you need to go do another one last loyalty mission or something, because you you likely weren't planning for this. You didn't right. know this was coming. Right. If you yeah. still need to get someone's loyalty, then you can go do it. But I think if it's like three or four missions, if you do three or four full missions before heading there. Then uh, you start your crew members start the collectors start doing things to them. Oh my gosh, this is so cool! I'm happy you told me that. Not that I'm ever going to play it, but imagine not knowing that. My God, did this happen yeah. to any of you? The first uh, time. The first time, yes. Wow. Yeah. It just came out of nowhere. No, you get I... into the weird like pods, and they just like melt in them. It's so awful. Oh my god! <laughs> it felt like a bad commander. <laughs> and on both playthrough, on both playthroughs, for some reason, it's just me. But I had to get all my characters first, and then do all their loyalty missions, and then carry on with whatever I needed to do. Mm. Right. Yeah, That's how I played. You, as long as you don't get the, the IFF. Sorry. Right. Yeah. As long as you don't turn on the IFF, you have unlimited time to do everything you want. Okay. Once you flip, once you flip the switch on that, then then it kind of sets in motion the rest of the. Okay, cool. The end. Yeah. Okay, so uh, P1, you're now at the, what is it, collector ship or collector homeworld? Where, where are you at? It's a collector ship. It's the same ship from the beginning that destroyed you. Okay, okay, gotcha. So you're uh, there. And, back. and your people are in the pods. And if you have done any missions between turning up, between them being taken by the collectors and you getting there, if you've done any other missions at all, then when you find them in the pods, like Riley said, they melt to death yeah. in front of you. It's oh awful. So Yeoman okay. Chambers dies screaming. Help me, yeah. Shepard, help me. Dr. Chakwas dies screaming. Shepard, why didn't you come for us sooner? Oh, my God. It's, yeah. it's insane. And then you don't I get the achievement it. for no one left behind. So you're on the ship. You're on the collector ship. And now you have to make decisions. You need to pick. So it's the first one is you need to pick somebody to sneak through this... Uh, ventilation tube this this like hot ventilation tube and hack into doorways to get your team through and you need to pick somebody else to lead a second squad as a distraction going the other direction if you choose the wrong person people die if you oh. choose the right person and they're not loyal people die how do you know who to choose you just have you you, you get a little write up on each one of them and you have to know your people so I need to infiltrate something. I need to be able to get in here and get a door open. So who am I going to pick? Well, I've got Legion. He can hack doors. I, yeah. he's not very sneaky, but I've got Tally. Oh. Who do I pick? I choose Kasumi Goto every time. Kasumi, for sure. Yeah, she's yeah, a ghost. Absolutely. She gets or in. Or Thane. Thane could do it. Oh, yeah, Thane, too. So Thane's another one. <laughs> so here's, here's the thing. The strategy guide said Morden was a viable option for the tube. 
No. Morden is so not. So I sent Morden. This thing, this thing caused him to take a rocket to the face. No, oh. Morden oh, is no. Uh, is not. The strategy guide, the guide told says, you that? Oh my gosh, oh, that's awful. Musty. That's this wrong. So then you got to choose somebody to lead the second squad. You So I go with Garrus, usually. Uh, He's I the best leader. I Miranda for that. Miranda's Miranda? also a good choice. Sure. Yeah. I mean, she's perfect. <laughs> yeah. um, so once you get through the tube, you get in. If you made the right choice, if you chose wisely, um, you nobody get in, dies. and then nobody <laughs> dies. So then you have to pick somebody to lead the second the team again, the, the second team again. I still choose Garrus or Miranda also works. I think Jacob works as well. And this is when you yeah, find your people. Man. Yeah, Jacob is very mad. Nobody wants this to is when you man. find your people from the, uh, from the Normandy, and you have to choose who's going to escort them back to the ship. Depending if on who you, you choose. If you escort them back at all. Yeah, if you even take them the back. The option to just let them. Yeah, if they're get, alive. You can say, like, go ahead, you guys you guys go yeah. back. We're going to keep moving forward. Um, yeah. Which is um, a mistake. Which gets them killed. <laughs> so I send Jacob back. Specifically, here we them. go. This specifically says, a tech <laughs> specialist is needed for this assignment. Your likely choices are Morden, Garrus, Jacob, and Legion. Oh, send oh, through oh. The two. That is what Garrus. Awful. Yeah. That's a terrible guide. Yes, it is. You it need likes, to write Prima. It's, it's written by the elusive man. The collector's edition guy. Sabotage from uh, the inside. Uh, it's the what edition? The collector's edition. Uh, oh, no. oh. oh, we figured it out. Oh. Cracked it. They tricked me. Um, what is the? Oh, and the second one is when you have to choose a biotic because there's swarms there, and yeah. the injection that Morden designed won't help part. you. It is very oh it's so so Jack because I don't know why you would pick anybody other than Jack and so Miranda is also a viable choice and so Samara. is Samara too. yeah so yeah. they put up this biotic field and you see them walking I've only ever done Jack and you see them walking she's holding this field up and at, and at first she's she's standing tall and she's walking you're doing good but as you're going you can see it wearing down on her and you can see like the even the the, the diameter of it gets smaller and she's getting weaker and you can see as you're going through. How the like the, the she she through sheer will alone she keeps you safe with this biotic field. Um, oh, it's so incredible. She 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 rewards you for all of the the trust and 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 friendship that you showed her. Yeah, I man, this is awesome. She's she's probably like the most powerful like emotional impact character to pick for that mission specifically. Yeah, just because of that like the loyalty that you build with her and eventually like she, you know, trusts you enough and you trust her enough to pick her for this job. And it's, it's really good. And like the fact that the bubble gets smaller and the enemies are like, there's tons of enemies like closer to the end. So it feels really, really tense. They did a really good job designing that part. Yeah. And there's the whole like awesome. getting, getting to the doors and it, are we, are we going to get there in time? And yeah. like, like, are yeah. we going to lose this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then after that, I think it's just select which two. You, know, you have to pick who's going to come with you to the end and face the human reaper and who's going to stay and hold the door. You should explain the human reaper part for Mark. Yes, explain. So, the, <laughs> Jay, do you want to explain it? Because I do we I by this it. point, do we know if the elusive man is, is in fact a reaper? No, the elusive man is no, at this no. point still on your side. OK, OK. Um. Red herring. Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead, Jake. Explain to Mark the human reaper. Yeah, what's that? <clears throat> Was it, isn't the um, like 
the collector's part, they collect every one of the, and take certain, like, gen, uh, parts of their genetics to incorporate to make something, to make it better, take the best parts to improve themselves type thing. Yeah, that's why they've been harvesting right. Harvesting humans. everybody, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so they're trying to make a perfect human? That's trying to make a, a perfect, perfect reaper. Being? Yeah. Yeah, oh, like a okay. reaper. A reaper-human hybrid, and it's massive. It's a gi- It looks like a giant Terminator skeleton. Yeah, it, it reminds me the ceiling of an Iron Maiden God, concert. Cool. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Big I can time. That. Um, and it's not complete yet. It's not finished. And you get there, and you have to choose who you take with you, and you have awesome. to destroy it. So you fight it. You, yep. Yeah. That's that's the last boss. Yep. And he's huge and like dangling like in front of you. It's like oh, oh. It's like so <laughs> cool. Oh, there he is. I see him. Oh, it's musty. Yeah. No. And, <laughs> and if you choose wrong, people die. Oh man, that is and so cool. So that, do you, you actually do this fight? fight? This is just a choice selection. No, you fight. This it, is yeah. a, an actual. No, you fight, fight him. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then after that, you have to fight your way out of the collector ship. Oh, okay. I see it now. And it's cool. massive. Like that doesn't do the scale justice. It's, yeah, it's huge. I mean, think, think of like that, a Titan. Like think Attack on Titan. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, then you fight your way out. And if you went into the Omega-4 relay immediately after people were taken, and if you had loyalty, you had all of the upgrades to your ship, and if you had loyalty with everybody on your team, and if you chose wisely in each of the, the scenarios you had to choose, everybody survives. But every misstep that you make can lead to the death of a crewmate up to and including Shepard. Mm-hmm. What? You can mm-hmm. lose Shepard? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You can oh, complete man. the mission and still lose Shepard. So you beat the game, but you die. Yeah. So you can't transfer your character to number three? Correct. Right. So how does number three start? <laughs> you know what? Don't say it. I, I don't know. That's a good I, question. I, I don't know. I think <laughs> it just it makes you create a Shepard, but you just you don't get the benefit of taking your old shepherd over like the choices yes yeah. and, and character relationships and all that stuff and when i carried over my character from mass effect one in this game you get a power up depending on the achievements you got in the old game oh. so i was able to start the game off i always choose uh, warp ammo i just find it most useful but uh and you also when you complete it the first time with a pre-made character or uh, the carryover character you it counts as the second playthrough okay cool i just can't get over this game that is so epic um out of curiosity has anybody here uh done done a no death run oh yeah done two uh my first ever run was a no death run and then I was un- I didn't know about the not doing missions in between uh, Omega Four availability and and going. I didn't know about that. So every time after that that I tried, I lost people. Um, and you didn't know why. You were like, "What the hell's going on?" I, I was like, "I fucking everybody's loyal. I'm making the right. I'm making the same choices. What is going on? I need my yeoman back. Who's gonna feed my fish?" Um, <laughs> fish are all and, gonna die. Yeah. A true then, suicide mission. Exactly. The first. My first playthrough, Grunt was the only one that didn't make it, and my oh, second no, playthrough, you. Jack and Kasumi didn't make it. Oh! So I still don't have the uh, 
the achievement, I guess. So. Oh, P1's physically Gosh. hurt. My, I'll give my, fir- my first time I lost Holly. Um, oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, because I sent, I sent her to open the door because it made sense. She should be the one opening the door. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, the second time I went through, I, I got I got everybody through um, with a little help from my friends. And not this oh. book. Not this book. <laughs> no, that's book a trick a book. You need to use the Geth edition. Now I, now I listen to this book. <laughs> and um, both Morden and Miranda die. Oh, oh ouch. Oh, no. Not being able to see Morden's story play out in the third one yeah. is gut-wrenching. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how that... I don't want to get into that because we're not talking about that game. But um, I, don't, I don't know how that plays out. Like... Yeah. That's so I weird. had a, I had a perfect run on this playthrough, um, and it felt good. Felt real um, good. I I'm like a super completionist when it comes to games like this, so I've actually never had anybody die on my missions. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Did you finish it on insane difficulty? No, I play yeah, on normal. So does difficulty affect uh, things like that? It gives you a, an achievement. That's it. But it's, it's, yeah, it's just combat. It's just combat. Okay. Differences. It's just combat based. Yeah, okay. I'm not. I'm not super interested in the combat systems. Yeah. No. Yeah, I. Completionist, I just completionist in the sense that, oh hey, side quest. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like making sure I get all the main quests done before, like the you know the penultimate quest. That like starts I, had, I, I had to scan every planet and every system 100. percent yeah, yeah that, that's what I was doing. Yeah, I did doing. do that too. <laughs> now, at one point, you get an upgrade that you can scan faster, and I was like, "Oh, this is heaven!" <laughs> My God. Okay. Um. Wow. We are two hours in. <laughs> that's the story ago. of Mass Half Effect Two. <laughs> I think we summed up the story. <laughs> I guess we should talk a bit about the gameplay mechanics. Uh, before we do that, is there anything else story-wise anybody wanted to to flesh out? Should we people? talk about? Romance. Oh my gosh! Now? How did we not? Uh, how did I forget? Yes. So I guess we could make it a gameplay mechanic as well. You can romance people. Um, you could do some space, <laughs> space. Anyway, um, <laughs> you can romance people and we get into relationships with them. Uh, did anybody here ever successfully do it? P one had mentioned he did Jack. She did. He 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 did Just, Jack. Yes. Moving Jack, on. She. All right. Uh, Jay. How about you? Any romances? <laughs> yes. Just for the. Uh, I don't know if it was. I think it was an achievement in the first one, but I didn't know if it was in the second one. So I just did the. Found the easiest person to get along with, and. Hey hey, watch your words. <laughs> Wait, who who was it? Uh, I think it was Miranda. Don't don't call her easy. <laughs> I mean that's all right. Um. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, good choice though. Good choice, Miranda. I would have done the same. Tried to do no, the same. Actually, it was uh, the yeoman, wasn't she? Like, oh, Kelly. Is, yeah. Kelly's an additional you just option. Say, hey, go to my quarters. Let me show you my uh, quarters. Like, you invite her up. You invite her up for a, a friendly, innocent meal, so you can show her how to properly feed the fish. <laughs> <laughs> and then, if you're a professional, it doesn't escalate beyond that. That's right. <laughs> the best shepherd here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, although Garrus is permanently locked in her uh, chambers, uh, I don't know what that's all about, though. But uh, I'm sure it's for professional None of your reasons. Business. Professional reasons. Um, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Musty, how about yeah. you? Any, any so, relationships? Yes. So my femship, uh, 
romanced Garrus. Nice. Yay. Why didn't you scream? Then- why didn't you scream? He's my boyfriend. When we asked about Garrus. <laughs> <laughs> That that whole romance chain with him, though, the conversation leading up to it is just, I, I don't know, it's, it's, give it a try, it's, it's, oh, uh, boy. it's I, cute, it's really it's, cute. It's good flirting, it really Musty's getting a little teared up, he's getting a little glow, uh, I don't really know oh, how well, to this here's, to the here's the fun thing, though, here's the fun thing, have conversations, if you're gonna do the Garrus romance, make sure that you're talking to Morden also. <laughs> yeah. Because Morden uh, helps you with understanding what you need to do to make this whole thing happen. Wow. Uh, in, he and, gives you advice for, like, every romance. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this I one I specifically learned. It's very good, though. <laughs> I specifically learned that Turian excretions have the capability of causing anaphylactic shock. So do, do not ingest yeah. them. Wow. And giggity. <laughs> have your Drell. Benadryl handy. And epinephrine. I think this it's like a similar thing with Drell uh, excretions as well, where like you can actually get knocked out. Holy it's, yeah, hallucinogenic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Nice. Let me stir your drink. <laughs> Man, I've been shooting the wrong people. All right. Uh, so any okay? What about your uh, male chef, uh, Musty? I was Miranda. Nice. Good choice. Good choice. And Riley. (laughs) No, that's not why. It's because she's the most classy. All right, Riley. Uh, It's her loyalty outfit. Her loyalty outfit is what did it. Yes. Very classy. Very subtle. Yes. (laughs) Yes. um, (laughs) Riley. uh, Garrus, I'm guessing. Yeah. Good choice. Uh, And then I... There was one playthrough where I didn't romance anyone because I romanced Caden in the first game. Um, oh. And Caden's another playthrough. What was, happened? Uh, I can't, no. Why, why can't you uh, ship you relationship Caden? So, well, Caden's, depending on your first game, he's either not around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's like Liara where he's just not in the second game like he doesn't know that you're alive okay kind of thing um (laughs) so you can yeah like i feel like that is is another like he's at freedom's progress is it freedom's progress yeah so you yeah right you can come across him uh and he accuses you of not telling him right away that you were alive Mm. um which yeah. it's like, listen, buddy, uh, uh, yeah. I died and I was put back together, so please fuck off. That's right, um, <laughs> Riley. <laughs> um, but so then you can choose like to stay loyal to him, even though he was an asshole to you, um, or you can have a relationship with someone else, and then you can confront that in the third game. Oh, okay. Um, and then. I have also looked up, but not gone through the Thane romance, so I know about it, but I haven't actually done it myself. I think uh, he'd probably be at my top choice now as well. Or Legion. Uh, curious <laughs> to see how that would go as well. <laughs> it doesn't. So. <laughs> it requires an analog to digital converter. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 
Okay, so now we've covered the main gameplay mechanic. Uh, <laughs> let's talk a bit about combat. Yeah, let's talk a bit about... Uh, let's just see how much of this we can lump together. Difficulty, uh, favorite weapons, your classes, what class you chose, anything <laughs> combat-related we're going to try and lump lump together here. Um, let's go with Jay. What, what, what was your weapons of choice, and what difficulty did you play on? As well. uh, I played on normal. Uh, the weapon of choice was really limited by what uh, um, class. Uh, class you chose, right? Okay, and, and what class did you choose? Uh, for my first playthrough, it was a soldier. My second playthrough was an infiltrator. So okay. I ended up, the only one I can remember using is the pistol because I just seemed... Um, that's the one I, I used on my latest playthrough. Um, I liked, I, I prefer to use sniper rifles or, or assault rifles, but mm. I liked all the weapons. I I, I, I'm for, I wish they would have let you pick whatever weapon you wanted to use. Right, mm. specialize in that, yeah. Um, I also went with assault rifle. I also did soldier. Um, but yeah, I suppose it does sort of uh, pigeonhole you. I never thought about it. Um, Musty, how about you? Yeah. So this playthrough, I did Vanguard because I like the biotic charge. Mm. Um, and with that class, um, it keeps you with... You don't get Assault Rifle. There is an option to add another weapon type uh, when you go to the collector base or the collector ship the first time. The downed collector ship, there's a, an unlockable that will give you another... Um, you basically just get to pick one. And, uh, but my, I like the heavy pistol with all the upgrades that the heavy yeah, pistol is pretty awesome. So good. And then, uh, you, the heavy weapons, I, I, I really didn't like breaking out the heavy weapons cause they just took too long to, to hoist, um, mm -hmm. in the while I could be, you know, dumping clips into them with, with other things. But, um, I just played on normal for this one. Um, and I think I may have been a sentinel the first time. That's the engineer soldier, I think. I, I, what do you oh. get from that? What's like the uh, plus to being an engineer? The engineer gets the combat drone, which yeah. is what which is what Tali gets. So I mean, if it's it's interesting. You, you almost need to if you're playing it again. It's good to know what who you're going to bring along because then you could bring something that. Uh, okay. Complements cool. that, um, right. you know, if 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 you want Tali in your party, then there's no reason for you to have engineer capabilities unless you want to run that two, you know, two at once. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're playing against a lot of organics, Tali doesn't make sense, and being an engineer doesn't make sense. Um, so there's a, a whole lot of playoff there. Hmm. It always okay. makes sense no, to rip things apart with biotics. <laughs> that is true. Uh, that. Yeah, good point. All right, Riley. I, I like some of the ways. Sorry, I, I like okay. some of the ways that the biotic powers in this game. So in the first game, your biotic powers were like direct straight shots. In this game, they allowed you to like curve them, so you you could actually they would actually target your enemy, but you could launch them off to the side and like get them from behind cover, which yeah. which I thought was pretty cool. That is cool. Right. Um, yeah, I should mention that going starting with the first one this month and switching to the second one wow what a huge leap um, oh, so much better <laughs> quite drastic yeah um okay riley how about you weapons difficulty class 
Um, so I play on normal difficulty or easy because I have played this game so much uh, that I can't be arsed to do the combat. Um, <laughs> Don't blame me. Yeah, uh, and I primarily play as an infiltrator, um, although I do run soldier occasionally, and uh, I definitely prefer to use the Widow sniper rifle or the carbine pistol for sure. Oh, um, what is the carbine pistol? Because I think that's what Musty was talking about too. Like, what makes it different than the normal pistol? Well, I think it's just the damage. only one you can get. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an upgrade of the oh, pistol. Oh no, Carnifex. The... Carnifex. That's what it's called. Not carbine. Yeah. Sorry. So there's the it, it's it's just the yeah. It, there's the pistol. There's the SMG, the assault rifle, and the shotgun. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's just an up. It's like once you fully upgrade that pistol, it and if you turn on like Inferno ammo, mm -hmm. it just rips Choose. things apart. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. You just watch their health bar drop. It's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. And even the SMG okay. was pretty good because you could it, you could get the 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 bullets out pretty quick too. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Um. Okay. P one weapons difficulty class. I played as a soldier every time. I tried to play as a biotic this time, and I just couldn't do it. Um, but I spent this whole playthrough pretty much using just the sniper rifles, starting with the uh, uh, the first one. I can't remember what it's called, and then switching to the Viper Mantis one that you get later on, which has like a 12-shot mm -hmm. clip. Um, and I actually had a question for Riley and Jay. As an infiltrator, so my biggest problem with the the soldier is that you have all that shit on your back all the time. And it looks ridiculous. As the infiltrator, <laughs> is there a bunch of fucking ugly weapons strapped to your back all the time? <laughs> uh, I don't think... I think if you carry them, yes. But if you have, like, just the sniper and the pistol, then usually the pistol... Like, one of them will be in your hand, so only one of them will be showing up on your back. All right. Or on your head. You'll, from now on, then. Yeah. You'll, you'll <laughs> always have the heavy weapon, though. So if you yeah. pick a large Fuck heavy sense. weapon, then that's going to be there. <laughs> So don't right. pick the cane, the mini nuke machine. Yeah. Oh, they are. That, they... that thing. I like the arc reactor because it like hits a bunch of them at the same time, and it looks okay. I think it was called an arc reactor. Um, mm -hmm. The collector beam is pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah, that one is neat. Yeah, it's my favorite weapon. I think outside of the normal weapons, that beam is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. Let's talk a bit about, I mean, we've already covered a lot of memorable moments, but is there any yeah. more that you guys have that stood out? Musty, how about you? I do. Uh, so <laughs> when you go past the galaxy map, um, I, I, I want to mention Kelly just one, one last time because I, I like the fact that she would tell me when there's stuff going on or you know, mm -hmm. people to go talk to or, or, or messages to go look at. It was the yeah. messages themselves is, is part of what I want to bring up because I got spam email in there. <laughs> Which was just awesome. Uh, in fact, there was one of them uh, that was uh, a message that was, the subject line was, you're too small, Y-O-U-R, too yeah. small, uh, from Moreland, who is a vendor uh, at the Citadel, uh, telling us all about uh, enhancement um, Enhancement uh, upgrades that uh, he is he is capable of oh, selling. Oh, I just got what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my. Um, yeah, so the message says, I am sorry, my mate. I leave you for a Krogan because you are not endowed as good for your species. <laughs> um, oh so there was, 
there, yeah, there was that one. Um, there's, I got an important request saying that there's a, uh, a guy who had a lot of Prothean technology that he wanted to give me if I sent him 20,000 credits. Um, and then he would deliver. He would deliver those to me. Um, he, he was a Hanar prince, wasn't he? Right. Was a yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there, the other one was. Uh, oh yeah, this is about Adrell, who uh, was laying in the ocean, dying from his Keprel syndrome. Who had a dream about when uh, the Enkindlers came to him and were showing him everywhere he had been in his life. Uh, and the Drell was asking, you know, well, at this point, I don't. I only see one set of footsteps, so. Yeah. So, Uh, so there were all these little, these little things that were just, they were just, it just made me chuckle. And then one last thing that made me chuckle: I was walking around Ilium, Mm -hmm. and over the loudspeaker, I heard the trailer for uh, Blasto, um, (laughs) who is the, uh, it, it is, think of a Hanar, Dirty Harry, who is a specter. It's a movie. Um, and and uh, one of the catch lines was uh, he has uh, a lover in every port and a gun in every tentacle. Nice. The Hanar are the ones so, who like slightly like, irritated. No, no, those are the, the Elcor. That's the Elcor. Oh. Are the are the floaty jellyfish, which is a negative. That's a negative right. term. Sorry, that's a. Ethnic. They don't like that. They don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> my my mistake. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so so uh, Blasto uh, has a couple of movies uh, mentioned in Mass Effect Two, and then you, there's actually more in Mass Effect Three. Um, one of them is called Blasto Saves Christmas. Um, <laughs> that gets mentioned at one point. So, <laughs> nice. Sorry. Cool. There's all there's all my little memorable moments that that we have. Those are memorable though, and it shows how off the wall and some of the, they they get pretty funny. Uh, as much as we're talking about all the serious moments in this game, there are it is there's a lot of levity. There's a lot of funny moments. And there's the game designer. There's a there's a game shop at the Citadel. Oh, I did not like, go to this. It's one of the end caps. Yeah. And keep talking to the guy. He talks about like what would be Call of Duty and and other things. <laughs> trade in credit. Yes, trade in two trade in two games, and we'll we'll give you <laughs> give you one or so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't remember um, the entire dialogue, though, but. How about anybody else? Anything else that they wanted to get off their chest? Any memorable moments? Uh, during uh, Thane's mission, throwing that guy off the tower. That was yeah. pretty satisfying. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Sounds like it would be. I don't think I did that. That sounds. It was Is a renegade the... action. That's on Is his. That the... you, can kick, you can kick him in the back. and. Nice. Knock him out the window. Sorry, Mark. I love it. I love Renegade. Um, as that actually raises another question, Sean or P1 has always done Paragon. I I did Renegade. What did uh, What did you guys do, Jay? What did What did you do? One of each. Oh, so you did both runs. One. Of, so you got to see everything. That's pretty cool. I tried. To, um, yeah. How about uh, Was there any hard decisions? Anything you were like, Oh, I know I have to do Renegade here, but I don't want to. No. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Out of boy. All right. Uh Musty. How about you? What did you play? Uh I've played Paragon more than I've played Renegade, but I think I have playthroughs on both. Um but I don't I don't remember the Renegade decisions uh that were hard to that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because punching punching the reporter. <laughs> <laughs> having to hold back here's here's one thing. Having to hold back on some of those Renegade actions when you just know there's there's the scene in the uh, you're interrogating a guy in CSEC 
and his lawyers out there and and you're in here alone with Thane playing good cop bad cop and <laughs> Shepard keeps balling up her fist with for the paragon uh, or oh, for the renegade yeah. thing and I had to just let it go and you could just it's just like no, <laughs> I just still punch him I do all the, all the quick times uh, if it pops up as a quick time I do it I just don't choose the renegade dialogue options my paragon <laughs> is always maxed out really really early on um, and I get usually to about the first bar in the Renegade from doing just the quick times. But I beat the shit out of that guy in C-Sec. <laughs> yeah. And I punched that reporter right in the mouth. Oh, yeah. And I like the Renegade part because it makes your scar more pronounced and that it looks oh, cooler. I don't, I don't like that. I got the uh, I get the, the medical Med Bay upgrade. Fixed. Yeah, yeah. That's the first thing I did was get my uh, scars gone. <laughs> I went to Planets until I found enough platinum, I think it was, and I just... Get rid of them. Um, Riley, how about you? What did you play as? Uh, I play pretty similar to P1, where it's pretty much Paragon all the way, nice. and then Renegade interrupts. Uh, I have tried to start a Renegade playthrough and never successfully done it because I just can't be mean to my people. I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, like I feel like a piece of shit. Good shepherd. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> like I know they're trying to make the morality like you know. But you're picking something that's like good and you're picking something that's right. like really bad but you just i don't know it's more like you're doing a really shitty thing or you're doing like the absolute perfect thing yeah. right so it's, right i don't know it's hard to find that middle ground i, I must say i did find it a lot easier with the morality choices during knights of the old republic when it was like light side and dark side as opposed mm. to renegade and paragon yeah. but yeah. i mean in when i'm renegade it, in my mind like I'm Shepard. I'm I'm the man. You or woman, you will do as I say. Yeah. yeah. And there's some some things like. But you have to be me. You just need to be like, no, listen to me. Yeah, I can't do that. No, and that's like one of the <laughs> yeah, first things you have to do is like tell Tali to go fuck herself. I'm like, I'm not doing that. She's she's like Shepard. You've changed. Well, and it's like, okay, yeah. I'm restarting. Oh, I'm restarting, yeah. Tally. I haven't changed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't hate me. <laughs> okay. Um, that's when I look yeah, for yeah. your pin and want me to poke a hole in your suit. <laughs> oh, that's all it would be. Uh-oh. Scanning planets. I wrote it down. I don't really know if there's much to say. Uh, did anybody hate scanning planets? I liked it better in the first one. Yeah. I liked landing on the planets and going to spots like yeah. Mass Effect one per, over just scanning everything in this. You one. preferred to land? Absolutely. I preferred to scan. Isn't that weird? I hated I like, landing in Mass Effect. I liked one. them. <laughs> I liked them both. I didn't think the Mako was broken. No, uh, I agree. I, but I but I didn't mind what they did with the scanning mini game. Um, mm. It was a nice break once in a while. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's what I liked about yeah. it. The music was soothing enough, and uh, yeah. and and you got to hear uh, Trisha Helper uh, probe away. Probe away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> um. <laughs> Come on, that was your segue to voice acting. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Anything else gameplay-wise before we get into sound? 
I found one thing that kind of irritated me. Like, uh, if you go to a planet, like, uh, Ilium had several missions on the planet. But you do one mission, and then you're back on the Normandy, and you got to reload Ilium. That's one of the things that drove me a little bit. I don't see why I couldn't just put you at the start point at Ilium, and then away you go. Yeah. Yeah, But, I mean, again, it was a minor irritation, but... Yep, and I'm, no, I you're right. You confirmed the game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, except for Miranda. Um, so let's talk about the sound. We're going to talk about. Um, so we're going to talk about tracks and uh, voice acting, that kind of thing. What did you think about the sound design in general? Um, a lot of voice acting in this game, so hopefully you liked it. <laughs> um, what did you think about the overall voice design? We'll start with you, Riley. Uh, I thought they were great. Um, there's. I can't remember where it was, uh, but I watched like a documentary on how they did some of the voices. Um, so like Legion's voice, it's actually a person, but they modified the tracks enough that it doesn't sound like it sounds like a computer generated voice, but it's actually, I think like, I can't remember who actually did his voice, but it's an actual person reading the lines and then they just like add a bunch of like weird sounds to his voice to make it sound the way it does um i think they did the same thing with garris to give it that like rumbly sound love that sound yeah (laughs) yeah um and then um i'm trying to think of who else i really liked that uh, i think i think the voices that they had to change were probably the best and most memorable and then of course like um the shepherd's voice acting and i've only heard jennifer hale's voice acting so i can't really speak to mark Muir's ability but i have heard that hers is better (laughs) you've actually heard mark Muir's voice acting because he also does the voice of the i can't remember the name of the the vorcha right yeah the The vorcha yeah yeah Hmm. cool um i don't I didn't hear Male Shepherd either, and I think about it because I I only did Fem Shep this time. Did he do it in Mass Effect One too? The yep. same guy? Yeah. Okay, so I, I so I did get to hear both. Um, I did prefer Fem Shep, but um, she kind of sets mean, a they're... really high bar. So yeah, you know, it, <laughs> you say that he's not as good as hers, but hers is just that. Right. Right. Yeah. There definitely wasn't anything wrong with his. It's just mm-hmm. she was really good. Um, mm-hmm. All right, Musty. How about you? What did you think? Um, there was a lot of big names uh, in this one, and but. The big names are the are the, sort of the satellite characters, right? Uh, Edie, like I said, is Trisha Helper. You get Seth Green in there. Uh, oh, yeah. Mar- Martin Sheen. Uh, Lance Henriksen is the admiral. If you come oh, across yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Admiral Hackett. Uh, yep. Um, Hack it out. <laughs> I'm trying to remember some of the other ones. But, um, yeah, I, I, I really... Um, Tolly's voice Keith actress David, is is great. Keith Keith David is oh, he was Anderson. 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 That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith David is Anderson, and I, I don't know. Tolly's voice actress is perfect for that role. Um, that's mm-hmm. um, yeah. And like like you said, Garris Garris has just there's something soothing about his voice uh, <laughs> that is makes it easy. He's easy to talk to. Um, yeah. Uh, and then Ivan Strahovski, who is just a blonde version of Miranda. Uh, nice. Really 
Yeah, she's the character. face model for her. She's the face too. model and the voice model. Um, mm-hmm. and... What? I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 So she's a real person. She is. She is Biogenetically engineered? She exists in real life. It's unbelievable. Well, did you ever see uh, Chuck was the show on, I guess it's NBC. I don't know. The Good Luck Chuck or whatever? No, Chuck was the, <laughs> Chuck's like the, he's the, the. Oh, right. The spy one or whatever. The spy one, yeah. yeah. She's the, she's the, the secret agent. That's her. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. And all they did was put dark hair on her. Interesting. So. Oh. By a few um, enhancements, but <laughs> um, I, I, okay. I I really liked all the voice acting across the board. I really couldn't yeah. I couldn't pinpoint anything that I disliked. Didn't enjoy. Yeah, me neither. Actually, um, how about you, Jay? I probably don't really have an opinion, seeing as how I really enjoyed Mass Effect Andromeda, and uh, I I mean I got in a discussion with Musty when I was first started to play it and. Uh, I I wasn't as picky about stuff like that. I still get entertained by it, and it's still right. I mean, Christ, it looks like a movie to me. So I like Mass Effect Andromeda too. <laughs> I know, and I I mean I don't I I read stuff on the internet, and then I'm like, they're not gonna make any more Andromeda for probably a while, and that makes me sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I mean, I'm gonna give it another try. I promise. Um, yeah, but there's I guess nothing it's better with whatever black magic they work on the updates and stuff. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, so I, I, I don't really have a problem with it to begin with. I'm very removed from that game. Uh, there's nothing that pulls me out of a game more than uh, an unmodulated Kumail Nanjiani voiceover. Like, yeah, that, it's like, kind of, it's I wanted. Like, yes, there he is. <laughs> really and I immediately me. had a dislike for that character. I think because of it. Yeah. Mm. So it really goes to show yeah. how uh, important these voice actors really are. Yeah. Back to Mass Effect 2. It was smooth. It looked good. It it was like I was playing a movie, and that's... Yeah, yeah that's I completely agree with that. completely agree with that. Um, P1, what do you think about the uh, sound design? Voice acting is great. Uh, this looks just like Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, it's really fucking me up. I'm having like this. It's her. It is. But her. it's a, an actual person. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. If you go look up all the like the face actors that they've used, like the woman that they used for Samara, mm-hmm. she will cosplay as Samara, and she looks like dead on. Like it's crazy. Cool. Very cool. I know uh, Male Shep is a Dutch underwear model. Yes. <laughs> Yes, nice. he is. <laughs> oh, yes, he is. <laughs> I haven't heard him speak, but he is an underwear model. <laughs> Love his voice acting. That is correct. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah, no, I love the sound. It's voice acting is fantastic. This they could have just made uh, uh, an animated TV show, like yeah, yeah. And the music is the, mu- the music is on par with yeah the entire series just it's a movie it, it is it is cinematic mm-hmm. okay um i guess that's sound design let's get into graphics and wrap this up i guess uh what did uh i mean what can you say about it yeah let's talk about our favorite stages and our and general i guess character design and graphic design what we thought about the overall graphics i'll start with you p1 this time this looks just like her 
<laughs> Speaking I'm of graphics, really, it does I'm really look having like a hard time here. This is crazy. The graphics are great. They're way better than I thought they were. Um, <laughs> they recreated a human being. Yeah. On a did anybody stream. play on PC? No, I did. I have. Yeah. Can you like? I I, I looked at a couple of YouTube videos, and it seemed to me that I could. Is is a PC version obviously always going to be sharper and look better? In general, yeah, because your did, your hardware can be upgraded. So, and then the game can be patched or modded. So I have right. I've installed a mod that uh, enhances the character like appearances and stuff. Okay. Cool. Oh, cool. That's neat that you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. One of the things, one of the things that that this series, and I don't know if it's if it's the because they they're using the Unreal Engine with this original series, the original ones, I think. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I noticed is, especially in the first game, and somewhat in the beginning of this one, there was a lot of uh, texture drop in, like, like they'll they'll cut and you'll get a textureless image, uh, or like face, and then the texture will like pop in quick um uh. I, I was getting that a lot on ps3 this is not a critique of ps3 um <laughs> I, I i i would i would get it on 360 as well so this is this is not unique i just the the initial maybe five hours of the game i was seeing it a lot and i was like eh, maybe i should switch i stuck with it and it, it seemed to get better uh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what to attribute that to, but it seems like they were really pushing the graphics engine as far as they could, cool. trying to mask it as best they could with you know like the film grain and things like that. But it's just uh, it's it's a is a stunning game. Um, yeah, stunning. I think that sums it up pretty well. Uh, was there anything else graphically anybody wanted to mention? I think we could probably just eh. get. I don't think there were there any complaints, I guess, is the real question. I think we've praised it the whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if nothing stood out negatively, let's move on. Uh, not that I can remember. Okay. Then let's talk about our lasting impressions. What we just discussed is Mass Effect 2 in a nutshell, at least according to us. Um, I just want to hear your overall thoughts. Do you think it still holds up today? Would you still recommend this to people? Uh, is there anything you'd want changed? Uh, that kind of thing. I'll start with uh, Jay. Your overall thoughts. Uh, I would recommend this. To, I would recommend the whole series to anybody. Um, from the minute the opening comes out, the prologue, the, it's just, it takes you and it grabs you. It shocks you with that. You just died mm-hmm. and now you're back to life. And this is, <laughs> and then it's like, go. And, and yeah. here's the mission. It's very important. The universe is at stake. Go. And I would recommend it to everybody. Yeah. All right. Well, that sums it up pretty well. I think Unless that's all you play impression. is Call of Duty. And then you can just <laughs> throw away your gaming machines. <laughs> yeah, probably could skip this one then. Yeah. All right. Uh, Musty. This game was uh, on my CC. It was super high on my CC 100. Um what was it? Do you remember? I don't remember. I'm thinking top. It was at least top ten. It may have been top five. Wow. Um, okay. I think. Uh, and this this series just sort of yeah the, the the first game grabbed me. This game 
shook me and uh, in in a in a good way. And it's it's absolutely held up. Um, I'm I'm very happy for the fact that the, that this one has held up because I know that a lot of people critique the first game mm-hmm. as as uh, you know giving me a lot of negatives for that reason. Um, mm-hmm. This. The one, the one thing I could say, and and, and unfortunately, for if, if there's somebody who hasn't played the first game that and or the second game and is already to this point, then my my advice here of <laughs> is is gonna go a bit wasted. But uh, <laughs> I know that there are people who who feel the need to play one first. I do recommend it. Uh, I know that uh, I I heard I heard Bill talking about it today on on uh, STC. Um, yep that it's just uh, there's some stuff that he's not happy about. They fixed that. They fixed those things um, in yeah. two. Um, now, that's not and to you... say that you should skip one. That's not to say that you shouldn't. I mean, I, I feel like you should still make work your way through the first game, but this second game uh, course corrected in the right way, and I don't feel like they overdid it in any one capacity. Um, everything is balanced really nicely. The story and the way that the little vignettes happen because really, uh, these are—it's almost like you said you could go through two missions a night, and it's like watching a mini movie. Um, yeah. You know, one or two missions, or maybe one—maybe you do the D, the one DLC, and that's like a, you know an hour or two. Uh, it's just—it's so well crafted, and it's like you really feel for these ones and zeros, uh, like they are, <laughs> like they are total totally real humans um and or real whichever one um yeah uh but yeah it's uh, highly recommend i'm i'm belaboring the point (laughs) (laughs) now you're drilling it home and i completely understand yeah (laughs) yeah no a lot of love for this game it makes you feel that's 100 percent. you can't ask for much more i think um okay cool how about uh riley um yeah, Mass Effect 2. So I'm one of those people that played Mass Effect 2 first uh, because uh, I didn't actually know anything about the first Mass Effect, so I was like, I'll just play this. Um, and uh, as an introduction to the series, I think uh, it's not a bad place to jump off, but having played one and then run through the whole series, um, I would say, <laughs> yeah, don't. Don't skip one. Um, just like uh, if you don't like the combat, because the combat is pretty awful in the first game, just switch it to like super easy and uh, roll through it. Um, because getting the story beat payoffs in the second one and then eventually in the third one is worth it. Um, this game, uh, in terms of storytelling, is amazing the feeling of being rushed uh towards the end like the whole the whole game you kind of feel like you're careening towards this end suicide mission um and uh going through the suicide mission the feeling of stress and worry for your teammates is real uh the way that they've built it so you build up the relationships with these characters it's like beyond any other RPG that I've ever played. Uh, this game is one of my absolute favorites. The series is one of my favorites, and Commander Shepard is absolutely one of my favorite characters. So I would say 
please play it. If you listen to it and you got spoiled by some things, that's okay too. <laughs> but yeah. please, please, please play it. Yeah. Well said. Well said. We're begging you. Just, just try it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was one of the few people in the world who kept putting this off, and uh, yeah, I do kick myself. I wish I had been playing third-person shooters a long time ago. Um, P1, close her up, buddy. What is your lasting impressions? I love this game. I love this franchise. Play it. Um, I had no idea that these characters were based on real people. Jack is a real person. It's Candace Neal. She exists. Thank you, Riley. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, that one, Rana McNear, who did Samara, looks just like her in the cosplay. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fantastic. Just play it. If you like stories, if you like storytelling, play it. Throw it on casual. Be a filthy casual player like me, and uh, and enjoy an amazing tale of. This is it's the best, one of the best RPGs from the last generation. One of the best RPGs of all time. One of the best stories in gaming. Yeah, well said. And, that, and that's well the said. story of the shepherd. Mm. No. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I now like just talking about it makes me want to play all three of them again. Wow, it is yeah. a powerful game. It, I am actually your emotions. We're supposed to play We Love Katamari this month in December, and I'm already thinking about just not and just playing <laughs> Mass Effect Three, and then talking about that when everybody else oh is telling God. me how much stuff they picked up. Nice, nice. You you and I can do an end-of-the-month podcast together. <laughs> but it has to be during the Katamari one, because I'm not doing two of these. <laughs> we'll just interject here and there. Yeah. Like... <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. Um, well, yeah, that is Mass Effect 2, according to us. But this month, the whole club has been playing along, um, and we have some three-word reviews from some of the people who've been playing. Uh, so, P1, why don't you go ahead and reel what some of the other club members have been saying about it i have that ready (laughs) good also (laughs) us uh this group here is also going to do a three-word review each so if you don't have that ready this will give you some time to to prepare one (laughs) so to get your uh three-word review read on uh the show regarding um uh, whatever game just use the hashtag hashtag cc3wr and we are gonna start with um five game suicide this isn't a it's not actually a three-word review it's he actually reminisced about, uh, he remembers back in the day when it was just hashtag 3WR. However, around this time of the year, I kept coming across fantasy football questions about who to play as people's third receiver. So we changed it to CC3WR. Um, I just wanted to read that because I, I like that that story. It's good times. So uh, Chris R., the base guy, 654, says, scanned many planets. <laughs> yep. Diego Avila uh, at a Latino lawyer says want to play. Pam at Josila underscore Riley's co-host on Medium Haven says smooch all aliens. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Julian Vega uh, at, at the Latin underscore legend says no man's sky. <laughs> uh, Scott it. the video game collectaholic at yeah <laughs> at VG collectaholic says series heads downhill. And Sexy Ben, Ben Rowland 1, says best in series. So we're going to ask our panel, Musty Hobbit, what is your three-word review of Mass Effect 2? 
Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me speechless. All right, there oh. we go. All right. All right, so nobody else uh, can use for, that. For everybody listening, uh, he was counting on his fingers to make sure uh, that he got <laughs> <Yeah>. three. <laughs> uh, Jay, what's your three-word review for Mass Effect 2? I actually had a couple. So one got taken, best in series, and then I just said Empire Strikes Back because it's yeah, the yeah, Empire it's... Strikes Back of the first trilogy. Well yep. said. Riley, what is your three-word review for Mass Effect 2? Uh... tough it is um uh, I, <laughs> I had it written down and i'm like i don't know um He's i'm gonna go friend. with <laughs> a uh emotional uh an emotional epic. Oh, there we go. Nice. Well said. Pichu, <laughs> your three-word review. Um, you host a show every um, <laughs> Okay, how about this one? I was affected. Uh, Get it? Mass affected? Yeah, I, I got uh, it. Thank you. Yeah. At least somebody it's got it. It's the wrong affected. It's the wrong effect. Hey, yes. hey, listen. That's why I... <laughs> It was slow. It's not written down. It's the right one. Is Rob here? <laughs> Thank you, Riley. <laughs> hey, Rob. Uh, my uh, my three word review for Mass Effect Two is space opera perfection. Hmm. That is the show, folks. Uh, if you are still listening at this point, I want to thank you. My wife is currently downtown at a bar called Dirty Nelly's, expecting to be picked <laughs> up forty six minutes ago. Oh, no. <laughs> I gotta be up for work in like four hours. Yeah. Um, I want to thank our panel for being here and hanging out with us and talking about this game and for managing awesome. to keep it under four hours because I'm sure we all could have talked a lot more. Uh, so I'm going to give everybody a chance to uh, plug themselves one last time. Jay, if anybody's looking for you, where can they find you? Or should they even look uh. for you? Don't bother. Unless <laughs> I want to find you, uh, chances yeah. are. I he found is, you. Yeah, I'm the one who knocks. Yeah, he's the shadow broker. Yeah. He's a shadow broker. He's Uh Musty Hobbit, where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter at Musty Hobbit. And Second Breakfast comes out every Thursday, both on YouTube and the cartridgeclub.org website. Get your second breakfast on. That's right. <laughs> Riley, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kaleri with an underscore and also at uh, also, yeah, also on Twitter at the Media Mavens Twitter account. And we release biweekly every month. Yeah, check with the Media Mavens. They're also and on. you can find my brother at Cartridge Bros P2 and myself at Cartridge Bros on Twitter. Or you can find us at www.cartridgeclub.org. Where next month, December, we will be playing We Love Katamari. And hopefully enjoying it. Uh, <laughs> if you are listening to this on it. iTunes. Uh, what? We yeah. love Katamari. We dude. love it. That's yes, we do. I do. I do. It's delicious. Kind my favorite review. I got one thing to add. <laughs> yeah. Just about the Cartridge Club in general. Uh, it, it. I want to thank all you because you guys create... Uh, 
excellent material that keeps me occupied and keeps me sane. And I thoroughly enjoy it. And I want to thank you. Because I'm not a contributor by any stretch of the imagination. I'm a consumer. And I mass consumption. You're a contributor <laughs> today, my friend. That's right, buddy. <laughs> Immortalized <Thanks> forever. <laughs> On the right. officially longest show we've ever had. No, I have definitely been longer. <laughs> if you are listening on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, please head over to www.cartridgeclub.org where you can find this and other great podcast videos and blogs from our community. If you're already a member of the Cartridge Club, you can head to www.patreon.com slash cartridge club where you can donate as much or as little as you like. And every cent donated goes directly to the club. I am player one. I am player two. CC Unite.